welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. I want your ink in our ears. <laughs> what a goober. What a goober that lady is. Hey, guys, welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It's going to be an amazing evening. Got some cool things coming up tonight. If you are wanting to call in and read something to us during our open mic portion of the show, you can do that by calling in 646-595-3965. I almost gave you my home number. (laughs) I would have been mad if you all started calling me on my home phone while I was trying to, on my cell phone while I was trying to um, do this. All right, 646-595-3965, if you would like to call in and read tonight. We do have some things to go over before we get started, so while we do this, go ahead and get your pens and papers and quills and notebooks and parchment or crayons and and wall, whatever it is that you like to write on. Um, we'll be doing getting to our inspiration from the inkwell portion of the show in just a little bit so you'll be all set up for that first thing that I want to do is I have been posting on my Facebook page or trying to get posted on my Facebook page pictures from some of the trips that I took this summer and I've got my bulletin or my bulletin my um, banner picture right now is a piece that I took, a picture I took on the way to Nine Mile Canyon in Utah on that part of the drive. And on there, I just, I said that I wanted to thank everybody so much for being being so kind and accommodating to Christopher Ryan while he stepped in this summer and hosted a few shows for me and co-hosted some for me uh, when I was up in the hills and he was here in the studio. But I just wanted to uh, thank you all for making his time here so enjoyable. He really had a good time. Even the week where we lost the studio, we were still having fun. Um, So thank you guys. I appreciate it. It was because, you know, I knew I could trust you with him and and him with you guys that I was able to go do some things this year that I normally wouldn't do. I've got one little trip coming up here at the end of September, but I don't think I'll be missing any shows for that one. But... I just want it, and that's important to me. This is the first time I have ever done this in the history of being on the air for 16 years. So it really meant a lot to me. It was very traumatic, me, you know, making the decision, like, what what if I'm not there for a show? What am I going to do? They love Christopher. Okay, Uh, it was hard. It was hard, but thank you. Thank you guys for allowing me that. It was an amazing, got to do some amazing things, and I've been sharing some of those with you on my page, so watch for that. The next thing I want to do is, if any of you are interested, I was thinking about doing a special show for Halloween this year, and Halloween is actually on a Thursday night. Now, normally, people are out doing stuff, Halloween parties and things like that on Halloween, So I, and I normally on our 
open mic Thursday shows, I never do a theme. And so I don't really want to do a theme on Thursday night, even though it is Halloween. However, I would, or no, wait a minute, it's not on the 31st. Let me check. I was looking at the wrong month. Oh, it's on the, it's on Tuesday the 30th, Tuesday's the 31st. And then the third will be our, our, or the second will be our Thursday show. If somebody would like to put together a, do a Halloween show with me, a live Halloween show with me, and do it on some other night besides Thursday, but around Halloween, so like maybe, you know, Monday or probably Monday. Monday night would be a good night, but Saturday, Sunday, Monday, you know, that Friday maybe, somewhere in there. Uh want to do a live show where we kind of, have some fun with the haunting theme. And also, oh, what day was it? The the October 7th. October 7th is the anniversary of Edgar Allan Poe's death. He died in 1849 on October 7th. So I thought maybe we could tie that into the Halloween theme somehow. I'm not sure. That'll be up to whoever gets a hold of me and wants to help me that show. But I think it'd be really fun. You know, I, I like to keep our Thursday nights strictly for open mic with no theme. That way, whatever it is you need to read, you're going to put out there because whoever needs to hear it's needing to hear it. So, you know, I don't like doing themes on our open mic nights, but it would be fun to do a Halloween show on a separate evening. Um, so if you like that idea, let me know. If you think I'm full of candy corn, then let me know. I love candy corn. And circus peanuts. I know. Nobody likes circus peanuts. I used to love candy. They're like little orange pillowy goodness of marshmallow and 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 what is that? Meringue. Like like uh English the, the meringue stuff you get in the UK, what are those called? Um, I can see the word in my head. I just can't get it out of my mouth. Macarons. Macarons. That's it. Macarons. Macarons. However they say it over there. It's macarons here. Anyway, so, yeah. Halloween show. Let me know if you're interested in putting together. Let me know if you have some ideas, if you think it'll be fun. All right. The next thing that I want to do before we get started is I want to... I was looking through the page. I was trying to find my notes so I could tell you some numbers, but I don't know where I put those right now, so we aren't going to do that. But I I was doing all the tallying for my Poetry for Prizes contest, our Poetry for Prizes contest, where we wrote poems of place, and there's a lot of entries, and I'm in a moral, I'm in a moral dilemma here because the, the stating the contest, the rules of the contest, the poem had to be paid, uh, posted on my page on Facebook or had to be read on the show. But I'm finding them um, on, like, emailed to me on the Speakeasy page, not even my Facebook page, the speak, Speakeasy's uh, page. And so it's like, 
do I be a bitch and make it stick to the rules and say, well, no, you, you didn't follow the rules, so you didn't send it to me on my page, so therefore you don't count? Or do I say, we do what we want and go ahead and add those? So I, 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 I'm so confused. I need your help. Somebody help me. Okay. Anyway, probably better enough on that. I want to do this, and this is really important for a plethora of reasons. We have, I guess I'm pulling out my, my uh, clipboard here. We've uh, went to the um, Oregon State Fair. I judge their youth uh, photography and I, uh, portion of the fair, the contest there. I go in every year and judge that prior to the fair. And I also do the judging and chair for the poetry department for the Oregon State Fair, and we went down and did that, and it was like <laughs> I had to grab this clipboard out of my car, right, because it had all the rules and things I have to have when I go in, and I'm explaining to the judges how we're going to do this, the other judges, and, uh, you know, what what I need from them and all that good stuff, and get them set up so they can sit down and read with me. But anyway, I, I, had, I grabbed my clipboard, and I started walking in, and one of the guys at the gate says, hey, you can't come back here. And the other guy said, she has a clipboard. She's okay. I never understood the power of a clipboard. So anytime I want to just, like, walk in somewhere, or I'll just carry a clipboard because then I look official, right? I could have been anybody. <laughs> oh, the security of our country is awesome. I would have been, could have been a elephant here, thief going in to sit there in the middle of the night on the floor of the elephant ear food cart and just fry elephant ears all night long or funnel cakes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so anyway, yes, I was getting my clipboard out. All right. This is what we're doing. We're telling, talking about this very, very important thing, which is our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors. I want to make sure that we get a chance to thank everybody Deeply, deeply, deeply thank everybody that stepped up to the plate this year and helped contribute dollars towards our 2023 broadcasting license. We are coming up on, at the end of uh, mid-November, beginning of mid-November, that's good enough, uh, on our 17th year anniversary. We'll have been on the, the air, 17, it'll be our 17th year on the air. And that's really exciting for me. You know, I, I was thinking about that. When I started this show, 16 years ago, who knew, right? It's pretty exciting. But anyway, you know, back then it was something I could do on my own. And over the last 16 years, things have just kind of <laughs> gone a lot up, way up. And I couldn't do this on my own anymore. There's no way I could afford the broadcasting license by myself to keep our show on the air like I used to do. And so it were it not for you guys that stepped up to the plate. And, you know, some of you could only give five bucks and others, you know, could do a little bit more. But it all added up and really helped take a big, big bite out of that fee for the year. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you so much, um, as does the entire community. It means a lot to me to see that almost there's almost as many listeners on the sponsor sheet as there are readers. It also absolutely warms my heart to see people on here that I know came to support people that they care about that are connected to the show, like uh, Robert and May Ryan. 
That's Christopher's parents. They helped contribute towards the show this year. Pretty cool, huh? So this list, I mean, Christoph Jopek's dog, T.S. Eliot, her dog, donated. I mean, come on. How, how, that's amazing, right? That's pretty special. But, you know, it's really important that these people understand, you know, how important that gift they gave us is. And so I do like at the beginning of every show to thank them and let them know that we appreciate them and, you know, that we are here because of them, literally, you guys. So if you get a chance, tell them thank you. Our 2023 broadcasting license sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Miss Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, Black and Blues, George Wiley. We saw him here in the chat room last week. That was absolutely wonderful to visit with him. Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Mist, Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, and her dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shevstick, excuse me, yes, I'm getting a cold, uh, Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Rebel Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Terry Galloway, and Timothy Melton. I also want to thank those of you that made the beautiful gesture and made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, our Appalachian poet, our music man, John Kays, our rain man, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. Thank you guys for remembering our poets. This is a beautiful way to honor them and keep them with us always in our hearts, in our minds, in our ears. <laughs> our fingerprints last forever, right? Okay, so you guys know what comes next, right? Do you know what comes next? It is time for... <laughs> it scared me. Inspiration from the inkwell. <laughs> All right, so as I get started on this, um, not to worry if you don't, if I get lost, get you lost or you don't catch something, you can always, after the show is over, you can always come back and check out the archives and listen to the beginning of the show in its pod, for, with podcast and jot down anything that you happen to miss. And remember, we have got, 16 years, almost 17, it'll be 17 years, uh, worth of shows in our archives. So, you know, just scroll back a couple years, hit start on any of the episodes, listen to the first 15 minutes, and you'll be off and running with something. Okay? So I'm going to start with our poetry prompts. As I go through these, keep in mind that poetry prompts are like seeds planted, like blowing a dandelion fluff. <sighs> Whoosh. They're meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompts can be the title of the poem, it can be a line in your poem, or the general concept of your poem. And beyond beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So here we go. Number one, you are our only hope. You are our only hope. Two, oh, by the way, I I guess I should have told you, I've been doing this for a while, but for the youth who are just tuning in and hearing this, um, all these prompts 
come from you, the poets. I used to make them up all the time, and then one week I was running really late, and I threw a prompt, I think, on my Facebook page up saying, hey, I need prompts, and it just turned out really fun. So I've continued to do that, and so all of these prompts come from you guys, which I think is pretty awesome. So, again, one, you are our only hope. That's because I said, you know, put one Kenobi's. I need prompts. You're our only hope or something. Anyway, number two, my stash box. Number three, my heart isn't broken, but my blank, and you fill in the blank, is. And I absolutely love this one because it can be, it could be something serious or it could be something so amazingly, ridiculously funny. <laughs> I, I think I might have to play with this one a little bit. My heart isn't broken, but my blank is. It's like, you know, you left me my heart and it's not broken, but man, why did you mess up my vintage Beatles White album? Anyway, four, walk with me. Walk with me. Five, it's a trap. I like this one, too. It's a trap. Six, the fisherman's ghost. Fisherman's ghost. Number seven, what my pen does when I'm not looking. What my pen does when I'm not looking. Number eight, broken crayon child. Broken crayon child. Number nine, knife under your pillow. Knife under your pillow. Ken, who do you think you are? And I'll let you decide what spin of emotion or tone of question you will put on that. Ken, who do you think you are? Number 11, pushing the boulder. Pushing the boulder. Number 13, Tangerine Conspiracy. Tangerine Conspiracy. Fourteen. My villain era begins. My villain era begins. And fifteen. With a bang. With a bang. Then the bonus one I had to do, I had to do one last week because I did, there's no way I could not have added it. And I really, really want to know if any of you wrote to this prompt. And that was number 16 was the bonus one for last week was Believe in Yourself, a poem by Sasquatch. Somebody has to write that poem. You have to. I have to hear it. I have to hear that poem from somebody. Please, I am big. I've never begged for anything in my life. And I am literally, figuratively, on my knees, on my chair right now, begging you to write somebody to write that poem because I have to hear what somebody would write to that prompt. Believe in yourself, a poem by Sasquatch. So the one that made it, to our, made it for our bonus this week is actually a bumper sticker I had on my car when I first joined myspace years ago and i've loved saying but i saw it on there and it's like yeah that could be an awesome prompt so it is come to the dark side we have cookies come to the dark side we have cookies so that is your bonus prompt for this week and with halloween coming up in a couple months that'd be kind of 
you know, kind of good to start thinking along those lines and inspiring yourself with whoo spooky stuff. All right, remember you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, and you can, if you're feeling very froggy, use all the lines in one poem. So before you sit down and write to these prompts, I'm going to next go over and explain what we do for our weekly writing exercise, which is our pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is what you should do anytime you sit down to write to a subject, not just the prompts I just gave you, but to anything that you sit down and write. So what you do with this is you take the prompt, which is the first one I gave you, something about, oh, you are our only hope. So on the first on the top of a clean page of your journal, in your journal, write down, you are our only hope. And then, instead of writing a poem to it yet, I want you to sit down and write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So write down six different ideas, six different directions you could take that, get you away from that knee-jerk reaction that you automatically jump to when you hear something that inspires you. It's your algorithm. It's, it's the way, you know, whatever comes around the most is what's going to get seen the most type of thing. Um, you know, I, I say the word summer, and there's going to be something blue or yellow or striped in there somewhere. So, you know, get away from those things that are the basic images that come up when you hear something that inspires you and look beyond them, look past them, look at, look at what's in their shadows. So that's what this teaches, teaches you to do. And in doing that, you're not going to be writing, writing the basic poems that everyone else writes anymore. You're going to be writing about some pretty crazy shit. All right. I promise. <laughs> all right. So once you're done with the first prompt, go to the second, third, fourth, all the way down until you have at least six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the 16 this week prompts. You will not get through this exercise, I'm warning you. You will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to be off and running, and when you're done, you're going to be sitting there exhausting, exhausted, lighting a cigarette, your hair all a mess, saying, wow, that was a ride. It's going to happen. All right, you guys, your poetry assignment. We started doing those last, uh, last week, and this week it's going to be something different. And you never know what your poetry assignment is going to be because it's not a writing assignment. It doesn't say writing assignment. It doesn't say writing exercise. This is a poetry assignment. And poetry is about inspiration, inspiring. Poetry is a, could be anything. It can be from, from technical to, you know, painting clouds in the sky. So you never know what I'm going to throw at you here. Well, this week, your poetry assignment is to reach out to a poet, and not just any poet. It's really hard for me to track that. So we're going to reach out to a specific poet. So our poetry assignment for this week is about Pineapple 16. Now, as we all know, Pineapple 16 is one of our regular regular. Uh, Readers, during the cold months, but during the hot months, Mr. Pineapple 16 drives an ice cream truck. And one of the things that he is famous for is creating poems word for word, nothing filler, nothing changed, no 
added words, but creating poems completely out of license plates, things that he reads on license plates. Like I sent him two today, and one said bumpkin, and the other one said seagull. But he will write poems and make videos for them showing the pictures for every single license plate in the poem in order. And he puts those up on YouTube, and they're the coolest things to listen to. And you would not believe what he can come up with from those. So what I want you to do is I want you to this week, next two weeks, I don't care if it happens a year from now, especially in this next week, when you're going from point A to you know, the market and back or wherever, keep an eye out for license plates that are words, vanity plates. You know, ones that have sayings on them. And if you see one, snap a picture of it. And I am going to have on my page a place where you can get a hold of Kevin, Pineapple16, or you can jump. I'll have his page link on there. But I think that it's really important when somebody's not around to remind them that they're still a part of our family, that we're still thinking about them, that we miss them, that we know life gets in the way and everybody gets busy. But I think that it's really important, you know, as a collective power that we have to be able to do something positive and make somebody feel good and make them smile. And I know that would mean the world to him. So this week, if we can start sending him all of the vanity plate pictures we can find so that he can sit and play with those this winter. I just think it would be awesome. And it would be a really cool, cool way for us to show him that we're thinking about him. And I think this is really important. So that is your poetry assignment this week. Jump on my page. Take a picture of all the vanity plates and, and word plates that you can see on cars. And then... Jump on my page and either send them to me, put them on the post, put them over on his page or message them to him. And I don't want to hear anyone say, well, maybe someone doesn't want their license plate on the Internet. Well, then they shouldn't have vanity plates. People who have vanity plates want their license plate on the Internet. It's, it's science. Don't, you can't argue with science. Okay, so anyway, yeah, that's, I think that would be really a lot of fun for him. And fun for us. So next, that actually, that is all we're going to do this week. That's all I've got for you this week. I guess I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on it because, you know, take pictures of the license plates, send them to Pineapple 16, easy peasy. I'm going to finish this up for this week, reminding you that as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, 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 and, uh, you know, if you're not doing more reading than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. You must feed your brains. You are what you eat. That applies to your pink goo as well. Okay. And you can substitute one night of reading for, you know, a night of living. Go out and experience something. Take a walk. Do something you don't normally do. Take a different way home. You know, shop at a different grocery store. Experience something different than your normal routine. That's as good as reading. You have to have new experiences. You have to have new inspirations. You have to have a life pool to pull from when you're trying to create these images to explain to people what's in your head. Next, as our writer's discipline, 
Every day I want you to go out and write a haiku poem. Every day when you walk out that door, from point A to point B, being somebody else's puppet, and running around doing all these things for somebody else, I want you to take 17 syllables worth of time back, claim that back for yourself. So somewhere during the day, stop and find your haiku. Jot it down on a piece of paper. If it's on the syllables, I don't care. You can come back and fix it later. Remember haiku, three lines with a 575 syllable count? And I have so many people tell me, I don't like writing haikus. I've never written a haiku. I don't want to write haikus. Then think of it as a sentence, because if you say a sentence and write it down, you know, like you think of a really cool idea in your head and a sentence pops in you, pop it on a piece of paper. Because you can go back later and turn that into a haiku poem. Most of the sentences we say in our natural rhythm of speaking will break down into 17 syllables. If you go through a book and read all the sentences in a book, most of the sentences will be 17 syllables. It's a natural pattern of speaking. So you're writing them all day long with your face and you don't even know it. So don't tell me you can't do them because you do it all day long. Plan for a reason. Doing this every single day will change you, your writing habits, your quality of work more than almost anything else you could do. And I'm going to do a haiku workshop. Actually, it isn't even the fact that it's a haiku. I'll get into more of that later because we're getting getting close to my shut the face up marker time. All right, so every day, go out and find your haiku. Get that written down. I'm going to run through the prompts again for this week very quickly, if you happen to miss them. They are, one, you are our only hope. Two, my stash box. Three, my heart isn't broken, but my blank, fill in the blank, is. Four, walk with me. Five, it's a trap. Six, the fisherman's ghost. Seven, what my pen does when I'm not looking. Eight, Broken Crayon Child, 9, Knife Under Your Pillow, 10, Who Do You Think You Are, 11, Pushing the Border, a boulder, boulder, Pushing the Boulder, 13, Tangerine Conspiracy, 14, My Villain Era Begins, number 15, with a bang, and your bonus one, Come to the Dark Side, we have cookies. All right, there you go, you guys. That is your inspiration from the Inkwell. Appreciate you. Remember, if you you know end up any of this stuff grows into poems that I give you, I really, really, really want to hear them. You know that that's my greatest joy is throwing something out there and watching what you guys bring back. So if you write something one of those, I'd love to have you bring it back on the show and read it. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to play an audio file. We always start and end every episode with a track from one of you poets. So if you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email those to me at the, T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com, or you can message them to me on Facebook. And that, if you're not on my contacts list, that is Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, and uh, we'll get those uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that I picked out is by Lady A. It's called Helpless. 
to Goddess. Hi. Hi, it's the Lady A. It's Andrea. Helpless to Goddess. Survivor is my name. Survivor is my survivor. My whole life I've played this game. Nowhere to run as a child. Parents did not protect. They were wild. We were alone. No grandma, no aunts, uncles, no cousins, no grandpa. Alone to cope with fear, afraid of her, afraid of him. Life was grim. Survivor is my name, choices made. Try to feed my need. Belong, be heard, loved, accepted, cherished, hugged. Anxious was my soul. My thumb and blanket filled the hole. A shredded piece of flannel tied in a knot gave comfort, my rock. Survivor is my name. She loved to see me cry. I wanted to die. Of four, I was the only one. Her hate built determination and courage. Wise old owl, he called me. Looking back, I understand what was seen. Back in my room under the covers with Blanky and my thumb. Survivor is my name, rejection, betrayal, loveless, death came, lost in the forest of life, voiceless, seeking love from no place, surrounded by emptiness, curled in a ball, vacuous, abandoned, falling into wonderland where nightmares and dreams expand. Survivor is my name, ultimate madness thrown away, stand in front of the mirror and say, you're a survivor, my mission is not complete, hang on, do not capitulate, when your heart is broken, look to the phoenix rising from within. Wonderful piece by Lady A. Amazing. And that was actually mixed uh, by Clarence, one of our other amazing poets on the show. He mixed that for her and put the music to it. First time played on the show. Very excited to share that with you guys. And uh, thanks thanks for sending that in. If you can remember, if you have tracks you'd like, just get a hold of me. I can hook you up with a way to get that to me so we can play it on the air for people. All righty. So... What comes next? Oh, I know what comes next. What should I do next? I'll do this next. All right, so I'm going to do what comes next. And we've got kind of a weird first caller this tonight. Kind of. You'll see. Anyway, if you'd like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. 
That is 646-595-3965 if you would like to call and read. I do have some audio tracks I'd like to get a chance to play tonight, if uh, depending on how our lines hold up. So maybe we can get to some of that as well this evening and share with you. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code mystery thing, and then 702 will be our first caller tonight. <laughs> when I bring you on, even if I say your name, please introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who you are and your name is attached to your work. And remember, you know, these archives that we do, they're downloadable. So if you read something on the air, you can come to the show, find it on the air, put it on your computer, go to your audio program, right, highlight it, right-click, copy, take another audio file, right-click, paste, and you can have a copy of one of you reading, you reading one of your poems. And then you can do whatever you want with it. So, you know, th- these shows are a really good tool for you guys if you can, you know, imagine all the ways you can take advantage of it. Okay, so anyway, that's why you should introduce yourself because then it's being introduced in your voice. Okay, anyway, so introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems if it changes, and I have to cut you back later on to just one. I will let you know, but usually we try to keep it to where you guys can do two. Um, 850, 850, I think that's, is that Mike? Just want to let you know, honey, you're not in the lineup. If you want to read tonight, please press one and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. I've got you in place in line written, but um, I don't know if you want to come on and read tonight. So if you do, press 1. If you're here just hanging out and listening tonight, I appreciate you being here so much. Thank you. Enjoy the show. If you change your mind anytime, 850, press 1, and it will let me know it's okay to unmute your mic. All righty. When you're done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you. And then please remember, we have a mature rating. So you are bound to hear and usually do hear just about anything on this show. We don't have a theme. We don't have a format. We don't have a nothing. We have phone lines. So you will hear almost anything tonight, with the exception of hardcore adult erotica. No you know, we don't need to hear the word nipples to know there are nipples, okay? Keep it a little esoteric. You know, that mature rating, we don't have an adult rating. You know where that line is. Don't push past it, and we'll be good to go. I'm going to go ahead and give you the first three callers. We have technically 702, 573, and then 860. But I did get this today, this message today, and I am going to find it. There we go. And play it because we talked earlier about Pineapple 16. And when I don't hear from you guys for a while, I know you get have lives and have things to do, but when I don't hear from you all the time and you just take off and disappear, I get worried especially. I mean, there's things going on in the world that are taking people that I love away. And so when I don't hear from people for a while, I like to check in. And today I checked in with Pineapple 16, even though I do know it took him away. I just wanted to let him know that we were thinking about him. And so he sent me a message, and it was amazing, and his ice cream truck was music was playing. And then he sent me this to play on the air tonight. So our first almost caller but recording is a message from Mr. Pineapple 16 to us. And he knows nothing about us doing this assignment tonight where we are going to send him license plates with words on them so he can make poems out of them. So hopefully he isn't listening tonight. (laughs) 
or maybe he is. I hope he is, but then the cat's out of the bag. So anyway, this is a message from Mr. Pineapple 16, and I hope you guys will be able to hear it well. told me that I could play it on the air tonight. I actually kind of asked him after he sent me a message. I asked if I could play that one on the air, and I got this one. I also told him that he should – then I was like, why did you say that? Oh, you're so dumb. But when he was talking about, you know, it's not going to stay summer forever, I thought, you know, have you ever thought about doing like a – imagine if it's snowing outside, and instead of the ice cream man, you have a chocolate cocoa cider or eggnog tr- uh, truck driving by with this little music playing, and you can run out and get some, like, really awesome cocoa or something. And then it's like, no, no, we want you here in the winter. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get to our callers. Thank you, Mr. Pineapple16, for sending those in. Yes, you're first. You are our first caller. That was just a message. Okay, here we go. 702, you are on the air. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a second. I forgot my next. Oh, why did you do that? Okay, hang on a second. They're cheering for you, Jimmy. <laughs> I forgot yeah, to play my cheering. <laughs> All right, Nyla. Jimmy Ray Davis, the word machinist here in the house, ready to get this party started. And thank you uh, so much. Give you an thank you for the venue and for the chance to be heard by millions. That's right. I said millions. Speak easy. I have it on good authority that uh, the popularity of the show is just going through the roof, and I am I couldn't be well, more we happy are, to be a part of it. You know, we're still the number one show, and yes, it is millions. Yes, and I'm um, very proud of you guys for that. Well, it's it's a it's a uh, dual effort. It's us, it's you, it's all of us together. Now, I do have a question for you, though. Um, this. Big surprise that you've got going uh, that, you, that you're brewing up for Mr. My good buddy, Mr. Pineapple Sixteen. Um, how do you know he wasn't listening to the show? That's what I just said. I mean, he doesn't. I, I because actually, you know, he's not listening to the show because he's working right now. I talked to him just minutes before the show, so he's out. So he might, he's he might, out. He might tune it on. You know, he might. He's not calling in. He might. He might hear it. Time. Well, he's going to know as soon as he sees the post. <laughs> And as soon as he starts getting them, he's going to know what we're doing. So it's not really, you know, it's not something like a big grand reveal. But oh, but he'll, it is. He'll find it out. It's a very awesome oh. idea by you, and I think it's wonderful. And I think whether he is or hears it or not, he is going to be elated, truly. <laughs> so, uh, well, Nyla, you know, I have a... People wonder if they yeah. make have an effect. You know, people wonder, you know, it, you know, is there any reason? I do that. I mean, even after being 16... 
years on the air, I still sit there all the time saying, is what I'm doing making a difference? Does, does, you know, do people really care about the, the yeah. you know, exercises I do or the things that I put in or, you know, it could be any show they're calling in on and, and stuff like that. So we all feel that way. So I think that it's good when life takes someone away, and it does for all of us once in a while, you know that better than most, you know, to check in. I mean, even when you weren't writing, I was checking in with you all the time, right? Poking yeah. like oh, it, yeah, like it. Well, neck, speaking, it wouldn't go away. <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, yeah, very cute net, though, I mean, let's be honest. Um, it, it, it's, it's just kind of how it is, and I've learned that you can't take it personally. It's, it's, you know, a lot of times people are giving you space, or they don't know what's going on, or they don't know if they missed you. I mean, there's so many things. Don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. However, I do have a question. I do have a question for you before we start. Yeah, yeah. I, I should know this, but I don't have it off the top of my head. So when is your birthday? My birthday? No, Pineapple The show's 16. birthday. Yeah, no, yours. Mine's in May. Okay, yours is in May. A uh, year, please? No, I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> so this is very early before May, but we'll consider tonight's reads by me as one, not not necessarily the only, but one early, early, really early birthday gift for you. Because tonight I have brought you not only a new Wildwood poem, but also a new chapter in the Abattoir Saga. Ooh. I'm excited. Did you send them to me so I can read along? Yeah, I sent them to you, and I know some people are probably, wow, how pretentious is this guy? His poems are supposed to be a gift. If you knew Nyla's uh, deep interest in both of these storylines, especially Wildwood, then you would know how she, excited she is for these uh, new, any new chapters. So that's what we're doing. And you have to My pick toes one you are literally to. curling, you guys, I'm telling you. <laughs> so which one am I doing first? Um, do Lorelai's poem first. Okay. Because I'm going to be so excited after the second one, I don't know if I'll be able to stay in my chair and I could like hit my head on my desk on the way down. And so probably better do the first, that one first and the other one second. So these are not only both from each respective, um, lengthened saga as, as they're developing, but um, both very different uh, in, obviously in content, but also in tone and delivery. So I'm going to see what I can do with this. This is Lore, a lie. Lore, lie drinks while Mike watches what's she thinking. He cannot know. She's reflecting on her vengeance. Old man waiting, abattoir. All the lies now she has swallowed. Fate is calling ever more. But she feels Missing something must avenge sweet Lenore. 
Could it be true, Bill, not evil? More to the story she doesn't know. Mike walks away, cannot help her, hits the brew taps on with the show. Lorelai cries, softly weeping. Time is something she cannot buy. Confusion sets in. She is trying. What if the lore is a lie? End poem. Or is a lie. Now you got me all confused. This is like, I mean, maybe it's just me, but there's like, this is a twister. It makes you question the story now. Well, so up to now I've had you, obviously I've had whoever's following the story question, old Bill is the big enigma here. Is he evil? Is he, is he, is he misunderstood? Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big part of it. And I think this feeds into that. So this is the first time Lorelai has ever stopped and reflected and said, because up until now she's been hell-bent on revenge. She wants his head and nothing will stop her. And now she has this moment. And, of course, we have another appearance by our good buddy Mike the bartender here who is Lorelai's uncle. And, um, yeah, so I, I think it's just kind of feeding that out. And we will have at least one or two more uh Rhyming diaries from Lenore herself. That way we can kind of hear her voice, even though she's passed on. And then the showdown is coming between Lorelai and old Bill. And I promise you some good stuff. Because I know you'd have it no other way. I, you know, I'm a little demanding. I'm sorry. But, you know, I am a woman and you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Or you give me a poem and I want 20. Well... I only have one thing to say to you tonight. What? Nipple. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just Jesus. broke your adult rating. <laughs> now we're off the air, guys. Everyone send, you know, yeah. you're going to send Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I had to do that because, you know, I have, as you well know, a lot of times my poems, I do not get, ex- generally speaking, I do not get explicit, but I will have explicitives, and there will be one or two in this next poem. So I kind of wanted to warm you up. Um, okay. This is Wildwood. <laughs> this, is, this, is the next, this is the next chapter of Wildwood, and we have been waiting for the return of all of the main players from the Wildwood Motel. We only have two left to go. Uh, this gentleman here and um, – Geist Wild, or better known as Spirit Wild. I think you know who she's uh, modeled after. Now, with no further ado, Nyla, this is Man with No Name. Name's Frank. I'm a felon, did some time. Places with no good to tell. OSP in Youngstown and the Wildwood Motel. Now, I don't play games, but I've been referred to as the man with no name. I chose the attic space at that vile place, lingering free for at least a while, tried to keep a low profile. I've got a gripe. Don't believe the hype. All you've heard of me is mere story filler. I ain't no killer. 
I'd sneak out of the roof access, take the stairs down, have my hat pulled low. What do you think, I'm a fool? Some kind of clown? I'd go buy a loaf of bread, jar of peanut butter. Just needed to be left alone. Where I hung that hat, well, that's where I called home. Crazy bunch of folks. I heard a lot while I was on the roof having a smoke. I heard Cheryl telling her kids to stay like they were dogs. Never heard a peep from them, which seemed truly odd. Marvin would bounce that damn ball all day long, born into dusk. Old Helga always muttered to herself in German, not a lady I'd ever trust. Fucking Stan almost got me, burst into the attic looking for tools. The butcher morons were hawking their drugs, not ten minutes after the last bell at school. I'd hear Debbie almost nightly, trading herself to the Johns. She seemed a decent sort, and I hated hearing them get it on. Look, I'm a felon, laying low, just trying to find my space. Charlie did all the killing. I was just in the wrong place. But when kids die, well... Folks want blood. I don't blame them. Speaking of clowns, I had a dream. Well, a vision, I guess. This fucker was decked out in full regalia circus dress. Feels like Judgment Day, you know what I mean? Like, if I go, I die. But on the sly, what have I got to live for? This old trailer with a busted door? I'm not scared. I'll go meet this clown and then burn the wildwood to the motherfucking ground. End peace. End peace. <laughs> you, can you hear me? Could you hear me? Yeah, did you did you blank me out in the last verse? No, no. But what, did you hear what no. I com- did, did you hear the comments I just gave you? They are nothing. It was all silence. That's why I said poem and uh, poem again. Oh, well, I said, Mr. No Name, better the hell not burn my hotel to the ground. I love the Wildwood. They'd probably put up a 7-Eleven. Well, Nyla, you may love it, but there's a lot of people that are going to die. Okay, I'm not, I'm not one to give away storylines and plots. I already have this story worked out. It's the only one of the three main stories I've got going that I have the end pretty much completely worked out. Uh, it's not going to bode well for any of these folks. Oh, no. Any so, of them that are just um, in the poem or any of them there? Am I going to die? I don't know. You thought you were the clown. <laughs> I think I am the clown. I think I'm the one that I'm – I do want to be the clown. <laughs> What does that, what does that say saying, about me? <laughs> I don't know, but I, I tell you this. Here's a little something that you can say about me. Uh, the performance, you know, what do we always say on with the show? Like if you, if you slip, you know, you always just keep going. You don't stop and apologize. You don't try. Just keep going. It's better to just keep going. Um, halfway through the poem, I literally had a tickle in my throat. I had to cough something terrible, and I suppressed it the whole poem and almost killed myself. So anyway, that was for you. That was for you. Now. Thank you. I'm so excited when you bring these. It's, I have had so much fun. I mean, first, the first, God, when was it? The first uh, Wildwood. I think the I actually thing. have that. 
Yeah, hang on, I want to look for something. Yeah, it was 2006. It's way back to the MySpace days. Actually, you know what, you guys? I want you to, those of you who are not familiar with the Wildwood, Jimmy came and read a show, a poem on a show years ago, years and years and years and years ago. And I'm going to play it real quick. I'm going to play that audio track because I have it on the board. So I want you guys to hear the beginning where this all began. And then if you're, you have to go and find Jimmy and friend him or something like that to be able to follow along. And after he's done writing it, I think that I may actually have him come on and we're going to do a Wildwood special where he goes through and reads all the uh, poems chronologically and then maybe talks about what it's like to write a series, you know, and how the characters develop. Okay. I think it'd be kind of fun. But is it okay if I play that real quick? That's okay with me. I want to hold up the show. Well, I am messing with the board right now, and I'm trying to stall, so it will be good for me to be able to play this right at this moment. Not that I'm, uh, you know, saying, uh, uh, yeah. Well, let me issue out an apology to West Tennessee. <laughs> uh, while Nyla's figuring that out, uh, I will say uh, please check out a lot of the poets that come here weekly, really uh, pour their heart out, and they come on to, to read their poems, and they do such a great job. Uh, Jessica Brooke, uh, definitely go check her out. She has a wonderful page over there on Facebook. And Michael Todd, Mike Todd, M-Y-K-E Todd over on Blogspot. He's got a wonderful page there with a lot of good stuff, definitely. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. You ready to hear it? You ready? ready? Are you ready? Yep. Ready. So this is, this is the... Uh, the Wildwood poem that was read on the, the uh, one of the first shows that we did for the Speakeasy a million years ago. Mm, what do I got? What do you want to hear, Spirit? If I was to pick one, it would be Wildwood, my all-time favorite. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> now this is uh, the updated, expanded version where I, I added a stanza for someone who I admire and respect very much. That said, here's Wildwood. Cigar stand, the maintenance man, ragged gate master plan, and a crazy wandering eye. Debbie the crack whore down in number four had invited him in for some pie. The butcher brothers owned two rooms where they sold their candy-coated treats. A billfold of cash and the candy was passed to the kids playing out in the street. Old German Helga gave them all hell, but left the Third Reich evermore. Now sits at her window, wondering where did time go, keeping vigil for her Fuhrer. Sweet Cheryl Madrid lives here with her kids, and although her income is slight, she hugs them both tightly and kisses them nightly. Praise soon all will be right. Young downtown Marvin in a corner apartment with his gramps and his pit bull McKay Works hard in school, and in basketball he rules. Gonna make it out of here someday. All alone in the attic, where he gets no static. The man with no name awaits. Just out of the slammer, with bloody claw hammer. Whatever he wants, he will take. When this spirit wild was only a child, she penned a few poems and stories. At the Wildwood Motel, she survived its hell, and has gone on. To much greater glory. Ah, it's just another day in hell at the Wildwood Motel. A hop, skip, and jump away. Make sure to limit 
your very short visit, for you wouldn't want to stay. That's it. I told you I'd do it for you. Uh, that's a major exclusive. May never even be read again. I got girl tears. <laughs> I got to stay in the hotel. <laughs> so it's come out all right? Or? You did amazing. Yeah, that's my favorite poem. I read that. How long ago did you write that? Almost two years ago, huh? Uh, let me see. When did I write that? Well, well, you know, that was the updated. That was October 23rd. Yeah, that was actually originally written before that, but I, I updated it with that extra special uh, stanza. Thank you. Oh, no problem at all. No problem. I was uh, happy to finally get on with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first your first uh, show, right? This is the first one. It is a premiere show, yeah. Cool, excellent. Well, I picked a good one then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Thank you, Jimmy. Oh, you're very welcome. Isn't that awesome? That's history right there. I mean, that was the first show. Very first show. It was our premiere show, and it's really funny because uh, Missy's in the chat room saying, I wonder which baby that is I hear in the background. And they were just babies. I mean, you, your boys are grown-up boys, men, boy men now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, been got whiskers and everything. <laughs> I know. I know. Look at how young we sounded back then, me and you. Well, at least you did. I don't still sound like a curmudgeon, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome, man. I, I look forward to bringing you more of that story. And, of course, as always, they will premiere here first. I thank you I thank you so much. And I am Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram under the name Word Machinist. On Facebook, my poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Come check it out. We're getting that YouTube page fleshed out. And once I get it to where it's pretty substantial, I'll start leaving that link as well. Thank you again, Nana. Appreciate you so much. <laughs> Appreciate you, honey. Thank you. Give all the kids and Missy a hug for me. I will definitely do that. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. Good night. Okay. Love you, too. Our next caller comes from area code. Surprised to see him on so early. 573, you're on the air. I have to be on early. i got to work tonight. Yeah. No, nah, my weekend, you know, I'm on 30, you know, some of hours, a couple hours of sleep, you know, it's my time. It's cool, man, I'm enjoying it, you know, getting, it was seven years I quit working, seven years ago to take care of my wife and family, and now I'm getting ready, I'm taking, so I'll take care of the family, but I'm taking care of me too, so it's cool, it's helping me, you know, reacclimate to life, so. so mm-hmm. I don't really care for the job, but, you know, I'm going to take what you do. <laughs> I've been writing a shit ton. How have you been, darling? I've missed you. I always miss you. <laughs> I missed you, too. I've been doing really well. I've been having a great, great summer. You know that. Yeah. Well, I haven't really been on social. I just put my Facebook back up, and I saw your pictures uh, briefly. I will go back and then look, look some more. Yeah, it looks like you had a great time. Um, been the same, you know. It's been a really good summer. It's been a summer my kids have really learned about working hard and being able to play hard because of working. I've instilled a lot of values and a lot of brown, uh, you know, things that were, were missed for a minute and are not anymore. So I'm really happy with me and myself. However, I'm not very happy with other people, uh, especially people that I allow into my bubble and treat me with callous regard. So the first piece 
It's a runner-up to pizza of the second one. The second one is like, yeah, this is a spice, and I'm going to give you some sorbet. When you're ready? I am. This is, I thought. There's growing disparaging rhetoric in uncovered tombs of neglected forethought, wrought in deformed overtures in B minor, with false bravado, and the detonation of feral seasons under dirty cloth to the surface, rising above devastation's rippling effect, cerebellum drawn, elocution's dawn, frantic oceanic recession from war-torn shores, short-sighted and afflictions ooze still, like infected pustules slithering your last cry, dark nights. I'm awake. I loathe the day where I was tangled in merciless regret, vacuumed in shoelace, nightmares knotted like a demonic cotillion, offering coffers. 21 to win. However, nine on the bank isn't a crappy bet you should abstain from judgments when it's obvious your short wire mainframe is doing decimals of retarded fallacy. Apathy harbors cancerous clefts on a palate. However, I no longer dine on shelf spines lost in time. You're flagrant hysteria. Doctor, please. Obviously, I've accredited my mental. You're obtuse as illness. Aloof. When provided isn't misguided. Rather fucking rude. I thought you adorable. Cute. Again, patronizing underscores of vigorous discourse. A zero bargain happy meal. Yes, I believe you sealed the deal. I only sought tangible elocution of what I thought a finer mind about her breathing. Dang. You were, uh, you're on a roll with that one. Yeah, well, that was yeah, number two. The first one was a lot, a lot shorter. Um, that was kind of, that was kind of like, because, Here's the thing, like that one, that one is look at the why, what is now bothering me, why it's bothering me, you know how it's bothering me. So it's like, hmm, there's a lot there, um, especially when you know I gift, um, such, such a decree. So this next piece. Uh, was written in a challenge, actually. Uh, it was something you, you avoid. Well, I don't fucking avoid writing anything. So that's kind of a moot point. Um, however, you know, and then talking to my buddy, that was one of the things, I mean, you know, I, the only thing I'm really avoiding writing is, is, is erotica. And that's because you know, I'm not in the mood. You know, well, why don't you write something about not getting any? I'm going to be it's a choice. It's not that I'm not. Fuck me, if I want to. You know, it's just, the, the point is, is depth, but, you, you know, you bring up a good point, and there's signs everywhere. This is strings of intent. Strum a tune into my four chambers, igniting me. Passionately play your acoustic baby into the planes of my soul. As I'm addicted to the vibration your one-woman band plays, sensual sensations teasing my ears. Delicately, my skin, you brush the purse of your blossom lips, loquaciously spit lyrics, 
cradling passions, touching, compassionate, emphatic rituals, longing eyes cover, soft, seismic pressure of a genuine hug, growing more addicted to your adorable, as your sensuality stimulates more reasons to get high the season of passions whilst I'm enslaved. As you slide your fingers down strings of intense, suddenly loud, proud of mine to engage the moment with our brandished fire on the burn false decree on aimless sensuality. Here we go deep. B-tracks, a fan's favorite. You know I'm a nut. Eccentrically basking in you, this rhythm of vibration going ahead full steam so elegantly. Your auras, you don't just shine, but gleam. You're a reliquary. Home, I want to lose control pleasurably in your strings of intent. The backward grin. Intent. Intent with agenda. Always purpose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Fantastic job on both of those, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I always enjoy sharing my stuff with you, darling. I know I'm respected and loved here, so I know I don't come around often, but you know what? Tonight I wrote down all the props, and I was, you know, Jimmy beat me to it, but when you said, you know, my heart's not broken, but my aunt is, I was thinking of that song, you know, Detachables. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, uh, what was it? The, the boulders, shoulders, boulders, hold. I'm like, you're breaking your own rules. But yeah, that's the joy in life, right? Because, you know, this week has tried to bring me the fuck down, and I said, fuck you, and I'm still here. And that's what we do every day. And we gotta remember that. We are worth it. We are awesome. And we are like, love when we be it. So I love you, darling. I love you, too, and I just want you to know, I want you to know how much you, I admire and respect you and how you absolutely just blow me away. I mean, I've known you for many, many years, and I've seen you go through some shit and some really rough shit this last period of time, you know, and still, you know, you are just this amazing human being inside, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and you need to know that, and I'm proud of you. Thank you, Lana. Uh, many, many days, I'm going to lock that away. I'm, I'm at the fun recording, and when I need someone to say that, I'll take my voice for a minute. There's been many nights I've needed <laughs> just to hear that, so thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lana. You're uh, very yeah, welcome, so and, it, and you know it's the truth. Yeah. Uh, well, All yeah, right. It's in the truth right. we, we, we discovered, so, yeah. I'm going to shut up. Mm-hmm. Good night, bye. <laughs> Night, baby. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Okay. We are having some issues with the lines, you guys, right now. We normally have 200 lines coming in. I've got five lines coming in right now. So if you are trying to call in and you're getting a fast, busy signal, please keep trying. The techs are always really good about jumping on stuff when things happen on the site, so we appreciate them and just want them to know that as well while they work on getting this stuff fixed for us. But we do have the five lines coming on, so onward, right? Our next caller comes from area code 860. You are on the air. 
I don't know. It was like <laughs> cheering or bells or. <laughs> it was like a train. <laughs> I'm kidding. That, <laughs> that was for me. That was sweet. Thanks. Because I was like, what is she doing? <laughs> I don't okay, know what I was doing. <laughs> I needed to laugh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know what to read tonight because um, I I don't really I'm not really happy with anything I've written recently, so I found an old one and then I had to obviously um, read one because I wrote one from a prompt. Um, so that will be first. I don't have a title, but the prompt was "How do I escape? How do I escape from the never-ending mantra in my head telling me all my insecurity?" I can blame my childhood parents, bullies, but now, seeing the blame, let's get to the roots of the matter of self-love. I have to put in the work, cannot expect change overnight, for healing works in stages, sometimes stalled. All in all, the fight is worth it. I was given advice to add yet to my vocabulary. It is not I don't love myself, rather, I don't love myself yet. And poem. I love that so much. Yeah, it was weird that you know, how do I escape this like brought like a I don't know. It just it came like running like just pouring out of me from that and I just wrote it while I was at work. And it was really cool because that like I the this woman I was talking to, one of my peers, I call them my peers, um, but like she's she's a client or whatever, but like it's more wisdom and more like I don't know than me like way more well she's older than me but still like just be able to tell me that like she's a therapist or I don't know I was so blown away by that that I had to add it to the home book <laughs> yet <laughs> yes I don't want to say she said add yet to your vocabulary I was like, right hmm. Yeah, like there's a lot I, of power. Saying, there's a lot of power in that. It is. It's like I, I'm always saying, like I'm not, um, I don't have that job, or I wish I had that. You know, I wish I had a boyfriend. And instead of saying, you know, I'm not married, or I could say I'm not married yet. You know, things like that. I give myself a lot of flack yeah. for the fact that I'm not married yet. You know, I'm like maybe it'll never happen. I just, I've never even been asked. Never even been discussed. I don't know. I always, it's like I, I push away the right people and stay with the wrong ones. But you know so. what? If you, there there was a point where there was like six and a half years between boyfriends where I didn't date at all. I mean, not even a date. No, not a kiss, not holding hands, nothing, not even a date, not even a coffee date. And I learned so much and my life changed so much during that time that I mean I was so happy and content. You know, you talk about loving yourself yet, that's when I really learned that I was my best friend, that I didn't have to have someone around all the time because I was really cool just hanging out with myself. You know, and I got very stubborn and it was like, you know, it's gonna have to be the right person to ever talk me out of this because it was it was awesome 
You know, and I, so I think that's why in your poem, where you said, I don't love myself yet, you know, it absolutely changes that statement. I mean, just, it just, cha- it changes everything. Yeah. You know, I, you are what you speak. You know, I really believe in, in things manifesting. You know, it's like someone who says, you know, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. My mom used to say that all the time, and it would infuriate me. It's like, would you freaking stop saying that? <laughs> because you're bringing it, you know? You're bringing it to yeah. you. You say that, and it comes, finds you like a magnet, you know? And, and I believe that, because you don't ever hear someone say that that doesn't say, I mean you never hear about a bunch of bad stuff happening to someone who never says that yeah exactly I mean right now I know what you mean about that not not like enjoying being with yourself and stuff because like right now I'm enjoying the freedom of not having someone constantly around of not having to like you know please anyone having to like make dinner for someone having to like be there for someone to do this, to do that, to do this. And I'm actually really enjoying it. I mean, it's, I just spent the last, um, God, like 10 years of my life with someone with like a, I guess you could say live-in boyfriend, like two separate ones that weren't like where I wasn't happy. One where I was actually trapped with the person and even want them there. I mean, like, and so it's nice to actually have the place to my, apartment to myself do what I want, when I want, you know, it's, so it's nice. can I give you some, some personal homework? Okay. So I want you to run down to like the, the closest Walgreens or a little drugstore, whatever, Walmart, whatever you want. And I want you to grab yourself a spiral notebook because it's back to school time and they're like 19 cents or a quarter or whatever, okay. you know, I want you to pick you up and, I want you to keep that out on the counter by your bedside table and somewhere handy in the bathroom. I don't care. Somewhere handy. And every single day I want you to go in there and just jot down what I learned about myself today and then write down what you learned about yourself today. So maybe you could do it every night before you go to sleep. Every night. Every, I want you to write it, or whenever it is you decide to do, I want you to to write what I learned about myself today, and then write it down. Just a quick, you know, note. Just a little quick thought. You know, maybe you can go back and turn some of those into haikus, and then you can have a haiku book called "What I Learned About Myself Today," and it can be from taken from some of those things you write in that spiral notebook. But I would, I would love to see you do that. I'm going to have to because I, I, I screwed up the – I shouldn't say screw up. It's giving myself a bad um, – uh, I don't know. Just I, I didn't do the haiku challenge like I was doing it. And, like, I I don't know. I, I'm not very sick to think sometimes. But the new – the book I've said – so I have a little book I got recently is uh, is basically for writing down all the poems I think of while I'm at work. Um, but I will – definitely get one for that and I'll share some of them with you next week but let me just do I have time to quickly read one old one or no mm-hmm. of course I'm having and line I, problems please read another one okay it's about the uh, the last person I was with that that lived that lived with my last boyfriend <laughs> okay all my days used to just, used to just fade away 
fades into nothingness, nothing left to say. Yet, until I met you, I gazed into those gorgeous, gazed into those gorgeous blue eyes. I could see my future in your smile, my dreams within our laughter, as our love exuded, protruded between each other, as I wished and prayed for better days. I suddenly needed not one other person in my life, just you. No matter what we face, we stand together as one being, untenable. For I am yours and yours alone. I shall never let go of that fact. Freedom when the hole is deep, no matter how dark it gets. I'm here to help you through, pull you out. Be your sunshine, be your smile, be the glory that shines upon you. Know this only, even if even if the shadows seem black and hopelessness is all that is. Remember in your light, as you pierce through the, drip, the darkness, the light shines brighter. Just reach for me, I shall pull you higher, grasp you tighter. The love we have conquered, conquers all each of us facing this life, in this world, in this universe. Not a dream, just real. Wow. So what was going on when you wrote that one? I was dating. I was, he was going, he was, you know, all the darkness stuff. He was going through a depression and I was finding myself like, but that was when it was first starting. I can tell because, well, first of all, this book, I, I bought this journal to specifically write poems for him and to him. And I was going to write one and write it and then give it to him as a gift. But I ended up just ended up writing um, all different poems and they all made it into whenever my newest book comes out. Um, all the poems in this book are from there, are from the remainder of the poems that I was writing for him all in one journal. <laughs> did, he, uh, uh, did he ever, did he ever read them? Oh yeah. Yeah. And and he had me, he, he really is a big, and a big supporter of my work. Yeah, he really uh-huh. loves them. There were some I printed. Okay, I, well, I, 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 I won't throw soggy the, peaches at him then. Sorry, what? I won't throw soggy peaches at him then. Yeah, we're still so, friends, and he's done good. a lot of good things for me and recently helped me out a lot, like picking me up in, you know, at a, and when I went to ER, picking me up like pretty damn far away because it was I was gonna have to wait five hours for a medical cab. And that's just that, but all this other stuff. He's like he's here for me. We're so close, you know. It just it didn't work out. It was the pandemic, and he was just he is just totally in his like recovery, like back so far. Like he still needs a lot, a lot of like you know counseling help and stuff. And that's not why it's mm-hmm. over or anything, but, like, I, it's really difficult to see someone suffer and not be able to help them and try your hardest to do everything you can to be there for them when you're when you're suffering, watching them suffering, you know? So. Yeah, I do know. Those were amazing, sweetheart. I am so glad you came Thank on you. and shared them tonight. Yeah, I'm glad I came on, too, because I, I was still a Jimmy. Like, I was going to be, I would have been first. If it wasn't for like, um, I was like two two minutes. Like it was eight forty seven when I got through because no seven wait seven forty seven yeah because I I forgot the number I had it all mixed up and then I like dialed it a couple times and it was wrong one time just rang and rang the other time <laughs> and I, and I fixed it 
So I, I went I like went and searched for you and found the number on your your page. So yeah. Okay, you can find me on Facebook, Jessica Brooke with an E poetry. And um I would love to see I don't know, anyone that I recognize following me, I guess you could or someone saying <laughs> hello. Uh okay. Besides Jimmy, of course, because he's uh, he's a, a staple on my page, and yeah, a lot. Okay, um, bye, Nyla. Have it, have a good night. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed listening to Jimmy, and I enjoyed listening. Who was that right before me? Right before you was Sinister Spittle. Oh, okay. I was wondering who that was because I didn't know. Yes, I enjoyed his as well. I was like, I was like, who is that? I I couldn't. I didn't know. Okay, well, I learned something new. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. You know, something that you guys could do, you know, on my page, I always post live, that live now on my Facebook page when the show goes live, or on the event page, you know, when I put up the event saying, here's blah, 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 we're doing this tonight type thing. You guys could all jump on there after, on the, jump on my page and just say, hey, had fun at the speakeasy tonight. And that way, all of you who want to find each other can just go jump on that post and send each other friends requests. Yeah, I would like to do that because there's so many, there's, there's certain people that I've known for years here on here, but there's other people that I, I've had to search for and had some sort of difficulty. So, I don't know. So, it would be a good idea. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Love you dearly. You did amazing tonight. Love you, too. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller. Dun, dun, dun. Blue moon. I saw this poet waiting <laughs> alone, waiting to read us a poem in our no. speakeasy home. Yeah, I can't figure Hi. out my Bluetooth. Hey, <laughs> I can't figure out my Bluetooth, so I'm going to go with my, my headphones. Yeah. That there works. Huh? Oh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, I just had got the, some, uh, some uh, or I should say, Carlos uh, Santana uh, Bluetooth thing. I was trying to figure out how it works with my phone, but I'm not that technical yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. I love the word the way that you used the word yet. <laughs> well, sooner or later I figure things out, but you know, it just takes me a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, it's like, okay. Not happening. But that's okay. <laughs> now uh <clears throat> let's see. Oh, let me do something else here because I don't know if it'll like be messing up something or not. Okay. I just wanted to turn the Bluetooth thingy off because I never know how those things work and interact with other things. So, anyways, anyhow, um, I did, uh, just as a by-the-by kind of thing, I suppose, um, I did manage to put up two pieces on the uh, on my uh, podcast, so they're up there, two fresh, uh, fresh pieces, that is. And... Um, one is uh, Wolf Phones and Hollow Places, and the other one's called Alien. And uh, they're pretty cool. I didn't do much with it in terms of, you know, like anything like uh, like music or anything, but I just I just basically wanted to get them up there. And I was tired of not 
I was tired of looking at the idea of putting things on there and, and not putting them up there. So it's like, okay, <laughs> let's just get on with this nonsense over here. Um, and then, um, and, and, um, and, and since you was, was talking about the ep, ep, eponymous, epical wonder confederation that, I, that you didn't hear last time around, so I, I, I wrote one. <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 literally depends on what I'm reading as to just how things spin out in terms of uh, the, the the imagery that, that comes to my mind. Um, and I don't even really I, I'm gonna call this one Dust and Bones because I really didn't think of a of a title for it. So it's just you know we're just gonna go with Dust and Bones. When the sport becomes blood between dust and bones, where he, blackbirds, songbirds, and snakes. Where it's a blood, leather, and rasp, a reptilian slither, dust and bones, no decisions. A light has yet to appear beyond the ribs of the night. Oh, the darkness within harboring moonlight. Smoke shadows, rocky grounds, many people losing speed on sacred ground. Earth slips in her mist. The broken grounds, the salivating oil, the hemorrhage of another man's pointed greed. The bleed becoming a screaming dream, and only the clouds maintain their silence. Red Earth meeting resistance, trying to live our own lives, struggle just to be. It is a familiar form of tragedy, especially when the extraction is a reflection of what you hold dear inside. Kill the Indians, save the man. Take everything they have that makes them who they are. That was the plan, yeah. Scorched earth, everything to the torch, everything that burns is every fire just a flame. Weird. Chemical, mental, spiritual, the sting, the stain, poisons, it all burns before the tides, before the bright breaks of day from the darkness. What we could only feel through sleep as darkness pierces the ribs of the night. Gasoline, daybreak, slow heat strikes the roadside. Tar covers the soft rocks of bone trade structures. The lines of ceremonial sites and graveyards, the dead still interred with their formative silence. Through the broken profile of what they say is normal, with a word spoken adrift of shattered wind, the fine dust that hits like steel upon your cheeks, the sound songs that leak from your dreams, won't they? 
The dancers take on fluid steps, a sinuous flow of reptilian grace, and studied motions as told by blackbirds, songbirds, and the occasional snake. Feathers still on its lip, fangs settled in retraction, shadows, bodies slip through the ribs of midnight, almost as if by mistake. Obsidian filters, pressure flake perfection, we will use pain for an octane booster. Flames lick at the dead bones of old promises left on the tables, cry about being left out. It was never your place as red earth to beg for crumbs. Like some beggar with a bundle left out too long in the sun. Blackbirds, songbirds, the builded night, ghost songs, ghost chants, sacrifice. We sacrifice ourselves for this one last chance to talk with our relations, our old ones. Snakes have devoured our semblance of senses. The senses of senses of timing. The blinding strike of dry lightning. You taste the burn of the ozone? No, because it isn't there. Crows violate the distance. Messengers from the hidden side of nowhere, the space in between flesh and spirit. We continue our walk, the journey that is an endless event. Live goals set the pace. Snakes hiss. And waning light. Skeletal remains, umber shades, everything fades from glory. Revival, endurance, you have to survive first before you can learn how to live. Seek the dreams of happiness. Not things that make you happy, but happiness itself. Streaks of color. Painting everything. Black and white margins keep suffused. Kept with the sunset spilling path to the even star from between the ribs of gathering strands of what shall be the nighttime. What's in you? Roadrunner. Heat pose, tail dusting the edge of an asphalt passage, overexposed, metallic travel. He's looking for a snake. Ghost birds, blackbirds, songs of entrusted ages. 
snakes fill in the gaps of ashes after flames. Boy, you caught it with notes the destroyers cannot find that they do not recognize the attachments, connections. All is one, one is all you need to make the strength of bones and dreams hold. Dreaming magics we see, we glean what is ours from them. Narrowed eyes, pinpricks of harsh focus and star. We fall at the ribs of the night. Sovereigns cover us all. Death and injuries, the pain will sustain us. Blackbirds, songbirds, and snakes. Wit, there within our dreaming blood. Wind winds its way down the softening, sodden greens, grass. It is up to us to endure long enough to see the slow lift of light preparations for daybreak and the morning star. We are the ghost road born. We are dancing with the birds of song the snakes of water as we walk our way home. Wow. That was incredible. Thank you. That's absolutely incredible. Is that beeping on your end or my end? Um, I've Probably your end, because all I've got over here is some fans. <laughs> huh. Continuous beeping. Very rude. Well, I guess we'll find out when I hang up on you. <laughs> well, not yep. hang up on you, but you know what I mean. Well, fine. Just just like that. When I, huh? when I kick you to the curb. <laughs> uh, trust me, I'm already familiar with that curb. <laughs> Oh, too funny. <laughs> All right. So you are going to read two, correct? Well, I, that was the only one I really had uh, ready to go because, I mean, I got a, another one I'm finishing, but it's not done yet. But, well, you um, can find another one. I'll wait. Oh, fine. Okay. Well, I can, uh, I can always read... Uh, I can always read one of the ones that I've uh, put on the uh, uh, put on that uh, podcast. I kind of like the the one the the aliens one just because it it takes a twist off of the word the word itself. Well, okay, do that. fine. I can... <laughs> the first one I pull out was the other one. It's like okay, yeah, that 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 really. There it is. Do okay, whichever fine. one you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Let me, oh, okay. Let me get back to the, to the book. Oh, there it is. Okay. I just had to get back to the beginning. Uh, it's called Alien. I am the alien in your topographic map. I am the color that refuses to be identified, and yet 
I belong here. Blood, stone, and all this ragged graft of earth recognizes me the way you never will as an ancient dream. And the alien song you cannot understand, the rhythm you consistently remain unfamiliar with. I have no place in your workspaces. I hold no weight in your conversations. The last time you thought of me was when you used our alien sounding languages, not dialects, languages in your world war. You look upon me with prejudice and misapprehension because I won't give away my roots. I refuse to give away my identity. You don't even understand what I'm talking about when I speak my thoughts in your language. Never mind if I go trilingual on you. And yet, I am here. I may be an alien to you, but I am not a memory. I am alive. I am the bone in your throat. I'm the spice you cannot swallow. I'm the stick in your eyes. Each time you have removed yourself, what it really means to be visionary. I am the alien fry from the lake you made into a soup, and yet I am more necessary to the landscape of survival, the animals and environs, than you will ever be. You ignore my grave sites. You didn't even take the time to ask if the name that they have stamped officially, federally upon my people is correct. Nah, you just work off of federal recognition, or maybe I should just call it what it is. Federal disintegration. Your constant comfortable world with words of production is as temporary as the mindset that got you there trending. Oh, yeah. Federal misinformation. Federal designation. Concrete, asphalt, rebar, and steel. You have smoothed over the contours of our landscape, but at the alien, I see underneath. I raise the geography to glisten as it did before. I cast back before the stories, for the stories of origin, of our constellations, of our stars, Bikaki, and reinstall the familiarity as we know them, knew them for centuries uncounted, well, uncounted by your standards. And yet I am the alien. I am a refugee in my own homeland. Though I will not be parted from it, though you may try, I am Red Earth. My blood paints this land. You assisted in this endeavor of obscenity. My ancestors cry through my eyes every day. I wake and rise to their prayers and smoke at their feet. For their sacrifice by wanton slaughter made to be theirs. With fingertips do they press storied words against my skin. I shall not stop until all the stories have been told. 
word for word, bone by bone, bead by storied bead of glass, stone, and sand, old Sabe. I blacken myself. I ready myself for whatever is handed me. Hardship, depredation, or war. I am the alien. I am the wretch that refuses to go away. I am the savage that refuses to be a memory. I am the rogue, black as the deeds you name as sin. I am the outlaw that just won't die. I am the ghost you cannot exercise. I am the beggar dressed in ragged, burnt suede and leather, carrying my bundles wherever I go. I am the prairie shadow whispering in the night of deeds most foul. I am one of the ghost road born. I follow the crow for meat and messages. I am an alien to you. I am red earth to me. No entries. Wow. I felt that one absolutely in my core. Thank you. I I like it actually I like that one. It, it was uh came out well I I think it turned out phenomenal. Uh, yeah. There you have it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I continue to read, and I got like three books I'm reading in right now. I have another, I have another like eighteen or nineteen already lined up to go after those are done. So, uh, needless to say, I'll be reading a lot here lately, here in the, well, for the next few months, at least. One of them uh, kind of looking forward to is going to be, I think, an absolute gem in terms of uh, a written documentary, if you will, of a man's life. It's called The Journey to Freedom, and it's about Richard Oakes, who was one of the um, organizers for the native people taking over uh, Alcatraz Island out there in San Francisco Bay. And um, basically what happened to him, uh, wow, you know, all that was going on and, and what happened there afterward is including his death. So it'll be a, it's going to be a good read. I know good, uh, a good story to tell. Well, I can't wait to see what you write out of it because your reading always inspires your writing. Funny how that works. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I I believe it. You know, I mean, and I'm just, I'm just. I'll tell you what. It's the the real blessing, and and you know, I'm sure that, and I would like to. Or I should say, I would like to pass this on to other folks, in uh, case you know they they would find this helpful. 
if you go up on Amazon and you know several of you know, the authors' names that you enjoy reading, or that you know that this maybe some of the subject matter that you uh, have some uh, knowledge about already, if you plug that into the book section, they will they will suggest you know authors and books to you, and so you can look through a lot of them, and they'll uh, there's a lot of them that you can actually go into and read an excerpt of the book so that you can see how it reads to you. And, you know, then you can, uh, you can find some, you know, some good, uh, good literature that way too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you, I mean, it's been when very, you, very get, when you get go books, ahead. do you, uh, do you get like actual hard copies of books or do you, do audiobooks. Well, let's put it this way. Cover book or hard copy book will never crash. It will never get lost in cyber world. And I will always know where it is. Well, hopefully. <laughs> well, no, trust me. I know where my books are. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, literally, in, in what I would call book puddles around my bed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's really funny. I, uh, I'm talking a lot about my dating life tonight. I don't know why, you guys. But I uh, got asked out on a date by this guy. And and uh, like the third or fourth date, he invited me over to his house to look at some books and read some poetry. And I'm thinking, yeah, come up to my apartment and see my etchings, babe. You know, it's like, sure. <laughs> you know, but I still went. <laughs> and when this guy opened his door... It was like the most crazy episode of hoarders you've ever seen in your life because there was a pathway that went through his house to his microwave in his kitchen. There was no cooking on the stove or anything like that. Um, There were paper plates and stuff in a garbage can because the sink couldn't be used. There was a pathway that went into his bathroom and a pathway that went into his bedroom. I'm not telling you how I know that. But when you open the door, I'm just joking about that part. But it was like piles. He had every single wall was bookshelves. And then in front of the bookshelves were piles and piles and piles of books and bags of books from Powell's books still in the, I mean, still in the, in the brown paper bag that he brought him home in. And it, seriously, and it was like, I walked in and it was just like, I, I didn't know how, it's like, oh my God, there are so many books. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, oh my God. There's so many books. <laughs> but I'll never forget. I helped him move when he when we he uh, ended up moving up to Portland. I helped him move, and I'll tell you what. There were thousands. We lost count. But there were thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of books. And when he invited me up to read poetry, he literally wanted me to read poetry. I was kind of insulted. all right sweetheart i appreciate you reading both of those i'm still trying to stall a little if you uh we are having problems with the lines and i know you like holding on so if you're still on i may 
Um, we've got Mama coming on next, but I may bring you back on if I need you, if we end up with yeah, I got, our line, if our lines still okay. stay down. So pull something else up just in case. Oh, no, I got it. I got I got that, uh, the other one that I put on my podcast, so I got that right, by, right, right here. Okay. All right, you want to read it now? Because you haven't read well, it yet. It doesn't matter. I started talking, huh? Yeah. Oh no, no. I just, I mean, it was just, a, you know, you, I got it. Yeah, you know, I have it ready to go if you if you need me to step back in, you know. You do it now because you didn't read your second one. I started talking. Fine, okay. You sounded like one of those one of those vampires. <laughs> okay, this one's called Wolf Bones and Hollow Places. Wings, wolves, and hollow places, and the shades of face now buried in the clay of sour morning. Oh, great lament. When we tell the story, it will be done with a ceremonial pause, a shift in silence, a whiff of smoke, the shorts. A bag of beans, cursed and bound. What has happened to the three sisters? Will we find them in the hollow places to be scooped once again as if sacred food? Neith, we didn't end with genocide, neither did they. Three sisters, mystic songs, the green growth of their approach. Seeds, flowing foods, red earth, we... Remember, spirits, mirrors, open sky, water reflections tell the story, passed down, passed down. Words becoming worlds of old stone. Sacred, worn, smooth, still, they are the story to be told. Reminders, teachings, will choose to learn what they need to know before their bodies grow cold with winter. Bath, the pressure of feathers, the flow of football, the canine approach to the marrow's food to be scooped from hollow places. Death and dying, never a sure plan. Hear them howling at the moon. Inner works a time frame you cannot shake from where reality does not exist. And everything is malleable, marked for fluid reconstruction, ever on notice for the next push of a color, rain-set dream, edged, hungry, can you hear it in the scream of the night birds, blackbirds, shadow shades of avions riding thermal, Nocturnal and midnight stressed. Kothra. Diamond lines of song falling from the stars. The winds hold no safe haven for sleeping. Pain. Light the flames again. Wings, wolves, and food scooped from hollow places. The carrion crow have folded their pinions of caress 
over the bones of summer. Blood of a modal fluid river. Renewal creeps, seeps in with a ceremonial pause. Ubano. Oh, the sleep slows, sluggish, stone thick for winter. Thunder rejoices with the storms that cause creation to rise. Corn, squash, beans, red earth, true human beings, humility restored for the grace of the three sisters. Three by three, doba, some part of four. We none of us chose to end with genocide. Nice, annihilation. We are still here. Flowering wrath, forest fire, wraith gems planted seeds for heat. We shall see spirit seas. We see. Dreams and delving in the fresh earth of undisclosed seasons, syllables indecipherable from the wind songs of the nightbirds, blackbirds, corvide, ongake. Yes, it is we speaking of the crows, wings, beings, breath. Feather dresses of the ancient born, stones, bones, and kern, fences of prayer. So, not fences at all. Just ask the wolves if you dare. Wiggy, food of all scooped from hollow places. Theater, too many times has life fallen in the distance. Etoha. Everything delivered, everything packaged, everything parceled out. Life just isn't that neat. Human beings crack, bend, break. Creation is about what is, not what you desire. Wings, streams fall from a cool breeze, crystalline relief. Wolves, water for the pulse, the open bleed, the wounds that will satisfy hunger, food, sustenance, spirit, flesh, secret, secreted seeds, growth waiting to be scooped from a hollow place, a huge one pizza, pizza, chava,
We are the Ghost Road Born. And we are always on our way home. Amazing. Yeah, I like talking yeah. about the three sisters. I, I have, it's, it's really been kind of strange because I've been doing a lot of tootling around on the Internet, doing some research on stuff lately. Um, while we were up on Bohemia Mountain, one of the girls, and I mean on top of Bohemia Mountain, and if anyone knew the area that I'm talking about or knew the mountain itself, you would understand. This mountain go, is tiny. It's like it's almost a, a, a ice cream cone, you know, a sugar cone. It's almost like that. It's tall yeah. and skinny and narrow, and we were all the way up at the top on a mine site. And one of the gals I was with up there found a spearhead. And so I'm I'm really trying to find the history on that area. You know, if you read most stuff, it says it's the Umqua Indians. But, you know, it's like the native people that lived there were, there was tons of different tribes. Sure. And so I'm trying to figure out who would have used that as a hunting ground because nobody could have lived well, up there. It gets too cold. Sure. Well, I can tell you. I can tell you uh, a means of uh, possibility. Look mm-hmm. at the the area of that is around that that particular uh, place, and who mm-hmm. were the other people? And who were the other peoples who lived there? And then see. And then then see what stories they have about that area, because I guarantee you, someone somewhere. If, like like I say, it's like a neighboring people probably has at mm-hmm. least one story of who was up there or who who crossed, mm-hmm. who used that as a journey path, maybe. Yeah. You know? Or maybe they went up there and did. I don't. You know, I don't know enough about. You know, the the first peoples, um, especially in Oregon. I know much more about the Plains Indians or the natives. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came. I've got it right in front of me, and it says the word Indian on it, and so I'm reading it. Hey. Bad mouth. <laughs> you can tongue whip me later, the, okay? The, we've, 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 we've taken that word, and we've made it our own, though. Just a simple simple shortening, N-D-N, Indian. 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 Well, you've never heard me make that mistake before, so that I am thankful of. (laughs) But in doing this research and stuff, you would not believe how many different sites I have found Mm -hmm. with people talking about the missing sisters in Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it, it has astounded me to the point where now I've got three of them bookmarked, and I'm going back through my history trying to find the different ones I looked at because there's tons of that out there, you know, Mm -hmm. and... Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you never... I'm glad you never shut up about it, Soldier Blue. <laughs> glad you never shut up. But I am. I'm glad that you don't let. I don't. You don't just write a poem about something to write a poem, and you don't write just write a poem about something and then move on to the next thing. You have a. You have a. I mean, this is your. 
this is your purpose, your quest. This is the path you follow. You know, the, the work that you do for these injustices, and it's impressive, you know. Never, ever, ever stop because you have no idea how much I admire you. Uh, thank you for that. And if you ever want to uh, see some of the, because you know, they've just they've just recently been doing this, and that is to, as they've been collating the, the data from various areas, and I can't remember the her name, but I know her brother's name, and they're both lawyers. So I mean, if you if you locate one, you're gonna you're gonna see her name too. But his uh, her brother's name is Walter Echohawk. And I know she has the same last name that she uses for her professional practice. And I know that she has been uh, with uh, several other uh, women up in the Washington State area have been collating a lot of the data between that borderline of the United States and Canada and British Columbia. Mm-hmm. So it's there. I mean, there's, like I say, it's, it's in this burgeoning state. And they're you know they're just they're just now being able to get things to you know together in terms of you know how much data there is, but they're working on it. Well, if you've got a link to any of that, can you pass it on to me? Sure, I can do that. I can I can help you with that, no doubt. I would absolutely. Well, I'm already going to love you forever, but. I will love you forever in six six days and thirty two hours. Oh, that's seven days, and um, I'm not doing the math. But go. love you long time. There we go. There you go. <laughs> that's the best way. <laughs> yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're All right, sweetheart. Okay. Did you need me to uh, tell everyone how to find you? There you go. Okay. You can find me on uh, Facebook. It's Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. And underneath in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And then, as I was just saying, the, the, and I just read this evening, uh, the, basically, I guess you'd say the live version that I've already recorded. I've recorded two new pieces onto my podcast, which is called Red Earth One. And if you keep your words separated, we get you a little bad thing. And then I also have uh, work on uh, Reverb Nation, which I am still trying to figure out some of their uh, means of, of uploading uh, the various uh, pieces on there. I need to update the, my what I my work that I have on there. But you can find me in those three spots. Very cool. All right, you guys, go visit him. Appreciate you, Soldier Blue, my brother. Love you too, Miss Brother of my heart. And I owe you a phone call. And when okay. I owe you the phone call, I will tell you what has been going on, and you'll know why I haven't been, why I didn't answer, why I haven't, why I wasn't at my phone when you called. Besides the fact that my phone is a stupid piece of shit that I dropped in the <laughs> river when I was up on the mountain, and it absolutely is not working like it should, and I just want to wow. kill it. But besides that, I'll let you know what's going on. Okay. All right. I appreciate you always. All right, honey. Appreciate you too. We'll talk to you next week, hon. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Our next caller 
dun, 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 comes from, oh, my dear mommy, mama. Yeah. You called me back seven times today. Mm-hmm. You know what happened? No. Remember, uh, I'm weary. Remember I said, I'm weary. I'm weary. I'm weary. I'm weary. Call me back and tell me what happened later. I'm weary. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. Let me read my piece and keep it moving. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, please call me back. I got so much stuff that is going on. Larry is stranded somewhere. Um, the boy called at like 2 in the morning. He's stranded somewhere in a strange place. Somebody sent him in for a job. And when they got there, they, they paid his way there. And then when they get, when he got there, they didn't give him the job. All the way in another city. A long bus ride. He gets there. They give him a, a cab voucher to go back to the bus station. No no money, no nothing to go back to where he lives in another city altogether. And just leave him there stranded. Uh, with no explanation of why they didn't hire him. It was just madness. And so I was just t- totally worn out. So I, I said, well, Larry, there's nothing for you to do but call the police. So I said, call 911. And then so 911 came. I talked to the officers, and they took him to the hospital because he hadn't eaten. He was dehydrated. He had been sitting in the bus station for, since 3 o'clock, and it was like 3 or 4 in the morning by then. So he took him to the Damn. hospital, and I don't know to all of that, but he supposed to have got up this morning. I told him to call the ombudsman and call the uh, Catholic Charities. He didn't do that. So he called me back there again this evening and says uh, he's back at the bus station stranded again. They released him from the hospital, and he didn't he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So uh, these officers were really nice. They tried to help me uh, to get him out of harm's way. It's like, you know, it wasn't good for him to be stranded somewhere with no money. In a, in a bus station with all his baggage and everything because he was moving there for a, a job that they refused. So I'm just worn out. Then you call, and then you don't call back, and it's like I'm stressed out. So And then, um, you know, so I'm just going to read this piece and tell you, like, call me back and tell me what's going on because, uh, you know, that's a lot of stress. I just think something's wrong, and then you don't call back. So it's not too much going on. So I'm going to read this piece. It's called, um, it was called Unfinished. I don't know why I named it that. Am I am I talking loud or am I mumbling? No, you're good. Mm-hmm. Name is Unfinished. These streets mistreat 100 degrees in the heat. I rode past, said a prayer. Lying on the pavement was the new wretched of the earth, so cast down, nothing left but death. All then was nowhere to be, not allowed at the bus stop, nor on the park bench. Emergency room is a no-care zone, not even Obamacare. No walking on the pavement while impoverished. No urgent pooping or walking on grass. No solicitation, no tissue to wipe your derriere. No water, no roof, no soil. 100 degrees on the cement. Most alone, few with someone lying on bare ground. 
mate stretched out on her back. She is an audience, in, in, in an odious state, white woman with black man. He tenderly rubbing her like a favorite pet. Let's not speak of the stench, that foul air that attacks nostrils and eyes. Not even soap could quell the smell. People cross to the other side. They dare not bear witness to the offensive odors. No air, nor breeze, nothing to give relief. No one is clean. Breath or inhalation, not pavement and stale, hot pavement and stale. Stale air makes you heave on these streets. Mistreatment of those detested. They barely breathe as they reach their safe haven in front of the building, a shelter that's reached capacity, no entrance. God forbidden streets continue to mistreat, no loitering. Passerbys make the sign of the cross as they cross the street, uttering. But for the grace of God, there go I. Seems like a mockery and blasphemy. Do these outstretched also deserve God's grace? The righteous strut past hurriedly without concern of karma, feeling better than the least of them, wondering why they're being punished, mental illness. Grandchildren abandoned, abandoned to the system, war veterans, prison release. They outlive their children. Bloated bellies eat fancy scraps from high places. Nowhere to elevate, nowhere to alleviate God's deeds written off on restaurant tax forms, but can't use their facilities, devour and swallow without tasting Chewing without teeth, the righteous strut, strut past hurriedly without concern of karma. Poem. Nyla, are you there? Does your phone activate? You couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't hear me, did you? Could you? No. 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 Oh, crickets. Grr. Crickets. Grr. All right, I so have a, what I was saying. Here. I, I, I have a Samsung. Do you want me to mail it to you? No, it's I'm going to go. I'm going to get nice another thing. one. I just well, why, haven't why had a chance to leave. I, yeah, but I have a nice well, because phone. Because I don't want to take your stuff, Mama. I got this phone, and the other phone is an extra phone, and then, like, you could at least uh, have a decent phone. Because the job you do, you need a phone, so you can send me. Um, a little box with the messed up phone in it, and I'll put the good phone in it, and then I'll still use your extra phone for um, an extra phone if you want me to. It's up to you. I don't care. But you, I got a phone here. So what were you saying about the piece? So what I was saying was, the la- read the last line to me again so I don't misquote you. I'm not on that page. I said they walk, walk, walk past. Everybody just walking past, not remembering karma, something like that. I can't remember. With, with no, 
No concern for karma. karma. No concern for karma, right. No concern for karma. And I was saying that, you know, that line all on its own has the legs to stand as an individual statement. Because in my opinion, that line absolutely sums up 100% what's wrong with people, what's wrong with the country, what's wrong with society, what's wrong with families right now, the way all of this has gone. Because there's no, nobody has any concern for karma anymore because there is no consequences for bad behavior. So why should people care if they behave badly? It's like that experiment they did where that lady tied herself to a chair and said, you know, I don't remember all the details, but basically said anyone can do anything they want to me for the next 24 hours. And, you know, things started out funny at first but got more and more and more violent because there was no concern for karma, no concern or no regard for bad behavior because there's no consequence anymore. You know. Well, that was her putting herself in a bad position. But we talking about, I wrote just before all these immigrants came and mm-hmm. sleeping on the streets in New York. I wrote this way long time ago. I've read it on here before, years and years and years and years and years ago. I think I wrote it in 2015 or 16, something like that. And just to see things come in the past that are becoming the norm, I was talking about that as what was going on just here in the United States. But this is right now, people are coming from everywhere just to sleep on the hot pavement, just to sleep in front of a building, just to be um, mm-hmm. tortured and, 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 and hungry. And it's really it's getting to the place now where we, you have to look at the fires, all these different fires and all this different stuff that's going on all at one time. And it's like what, you have to think now. You can't just walk past. You can't just say, well, you know, um, you know, what if I, you know, ignore this? You can't do that anymore. You have to either address it or you have to just, like, you know, question yourself and say, you know, why am I so unsympathetic? Why do I not feel anything? Why do I not want to do anything? Why do I not want to? Because everybody um, is so self-entitled now, Mama. Everybody is so, you know, it's like they don't, people go and vote and they don't say, hey, we're going to cut funds to this and we're going to cut funds to that. So there aren't places to help the people who are down and out or, you know, have mental, I mean, one of the biggest problems we have here where I live or the town, the big town close to where I live is that they shut down all the facilities that help take care of people, the homeless that had uh, mental I know. I don't like mm-hmm. to say illness and stuff, but it's, you, it's, you know, that had, have special quirks about them. So there's nowhere for them to go but to live on the streets. But then we get pissed off that they're living on the streets and we ignore them when we're the ones that put them there, you know, or we walk by well, and act disgusted or, you know, roll yeah. our eyes as somebody gives them a dollar, you know, but, even, but we put, we're that. putting them there. Even worse than that, now these people that are coming, that are not even U.S. citizens, are getting put into hotels and getting health care and getting everything else that they wouldn't even give to their own uh, veterans and people that were, like you said, had mental disabilities. So what is going on? It's just really, you know. Don't even get me started on how they take care of veterans. Yeah, that's not, I'm saying, but, but not even just veterans, regular U.S. citizens that have mental disabilities. Like I'm mm-hmm. explaining to you that the people that are coming over here now that they're just taking and shoving off into these different cities 
these cities are finding ways to get help for them. And that's unfair because they didn't find ways to get help for their own people that were there many years suffering before then. And it's just a big, yeah. crazy mess that's going on. Like they didn't get help for, like, the people that uh, Soldier Blue was trying to get help for. Why? I mean, why should these people that just drifted up on the shore that were forced on us get help, but the people that have been here, the indigenous and other people that lived here, can't get any help? They've been out on the streets on the hot pavement. They've been living in tents in, 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 in California. They've been with no help. Now, all of a sudden, you want to give help because you want you want your city to look good. You don't want the immigrants hanging around in front of your buildings. So they get help. They get health care. They get everything, you know. Yeah. Even it's just, it's just really sad. But I wrote that a long time ago, and they weren't doing anything yeah, about it, it then. Isn't it funny how relevant it still is? Yeah, if that's the word you want to I mean, use. The faces change, but the facts remain the same. Yeah. Like we we never learn. Okay, baby. Incredible piece. Are you going to read? I will. No, Are you going to read another enough, one, Mama? I'm, no, that was long enough, and I'm weary. I want you to call me because I want to know why you called me, and I didn't even get to find that out. And. Uh, well, I just I called to you to tell you I love you and to check in with you. But then I'll I'll call you and tell you what's going on. And okay. Probably tomorrow. Right. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I love you. Right. Love you too, baby. Bye, honey. Hey, our next caller is going to be from 836, and I'm going to give them a time to get a little bit of time to get to their phone. Hello, Miss Martha. I see you down there on the board, hiding out. One of these days you'll call in and read some of your aunt's poems or some of your poems. Uh, Martha, her aunt, every single week, she gathers up all of our prompts and takes them to her aunt, and her aunt writes to them. I think that's pretty flipping cool. But Okay, so... My lines here. All right, we're going to go ahead and grab Noreen. If I can get that unmuted. Miss um, Noreen, are you with me? Uh, uh, yes, Nyla. I wasn't sure because you said 836, and, and I thought maybe um, I wasn't sure that you were talking to me because I was 863. You know, I'm just okay with numbers. I'm glad yes, you guys can put up with me. <laughs> I put. I I understand. I thought you, that's why, and and because I remember you telling us about that. So I figured, well, because you do take the three six backwards, it would be right. Okay. <laughs> so first, before we get started, update on the horse. How are you guys doing? Okay, we do, um, I've seen the horse about once or twice, and I would be calling him, you know, out here, but it still wouldn't come to me. It would sit busy eating grass. <laughs> well, every once in a while, when you go out yes. there, if you have carrots or sugar cubes or apples, yes, I got carrots when you now go out there, him. yeah, leave him there, and he'll find him eventually, and he's going to, he's going to, associate you with that spot with those carrots when he sees you he knows there's going to be a carrot there and he'll come over and see you oh okay i'll do that yeah so you just just have to 
you know, remember, like a two-year-old, they'll do anything you want them to do as long as they understand what it is they you want them to do. So you just have to teach them that when he comes over and sees you, he gets the carrot. Okay. If you okay. get a chance, take a picture of him for me, okay? Okay. Oh, my security camera. Um, I'm already took. Uh, my I have a security camera, and um, I have to have a security camera out there because I got tired of people coming on my port, my front porch, in the middle of the night. They stop now, since I have a security camera out there, and, that, and like it caught the the um the horse. And I didn't know that um when I can hit that one button, the history. And, and well, I can't mm-hmm. see everything, but when I hit the history on certain ones, it was, it was show. Um, I it showed me with a horse that one day. I told you when I first petted it. I I gotta see that mm-hmm. on the camera. Aww. Oh. <laughs> so I can send okay, it so to you. Okay. So what are you going? To, I would like. Okay. I would really love for you to do that. Okay, I will. Yes. Okay. And, and today for Gary's poem, I have his poem called A Magician's Love. Okay. The violin hears as I bow, forever drawn it to and fro. Never-ending cycle like tunes of practice done just right. The violin rests, no more sound. Sky is darkened and the night settles down as I leave a wanton wonder full of thought. It makes no difference if it's sweet or hot. The fiction of probability is what I see to embellish the spellbound dream for me. The end. Incredible piece. Okay, thank you. Yes. He he left us too soon. He has more poems in him, I know. Well... I am glad that and, we still have access to the ones that he did write. Yes, it's me such too. a treasure. Yes, such it a is. Yes. Okay. And the and the second one, um oh where did where did it go? Um Okay, here it is. Reality of life. The necessities of life were acknowledged by all who enjoyed enjoyed them. The realities of life are not necessities to sustain life. If you are born alone, you may attain the necessities of life. That is the reality of it. The end. It is indeed, isn't it? Yes, yes. He was so (laughs) smart and, and, and so wise. Still is. Look at everything yeah, he's, he's still sharing is. with us. Yes, he I mean, because yep. of you, he's immortal, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He'd be so and, um, proud of you. I know he's proud of you. Yes, I know he is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And the poem, I'm, I'm, you know, one I read last week, I think it was, or the week before that, um, I decided... Um, that, that is finished after all. I kept reading it over and over. I, th- I like what I got down. So, and Perfect. he told me, okay, why can't we all be kind, be friends with one another? Why does it matter what color of skin we have or our hairstyle or what clothes we wear or our personalities or our physical appearances? 
Why can't we just get along? Not worry what others think. Why does it matter if we are rich or poor, intelligent or not? Why should it matter so much? Let's just sit and talk. No worries or cares in this world. You'd be surprised on how much we connect with each other and how much we have in common. So let's be friends, not worry what others think. The end. Aw, that was beautiful. Thank you. Do you know what title that could be? Send it to me um, in my, send it to me in a message, and I will definitely bring you a title for that. Okay, okay, thank you. Okay. You're very welcome. Okay, And, and my second one is called Hunger and Satisfaction. Making homemade bread is like love. You put your heart and soul into it, taking a chance, willing to give it a try. When you mix the right ingredients and it comes out perfectly, the aroma of homemade bread is enticing to your palate. Your face glows with excitement and happiness. That is the same way when you're in love. You know it is just right. The end. You know when it's just right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was beautiful, sweetheart. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. okay. And what else you got? Okay, and um, um, okay, hundred. Um, I'm going to do the. Uh, I'm a, um, I'm the host for the. Um, and I have Maxwinette um, Abe Porches going to be the, is uh, my co-host again, and we're doing the um, the Poetry Club joins 100,000 Poets for Change this year. It'll be September 30th, and um, and it'll be on the sa- Saturday at four o'clock. And if anybody wants to join, you can join. And if you have, um, we're going to also um, honor, um, give tribute to Michael Rothenberg, too. And it'll be, um, so if anybody wants to join, and the theme is um, peace, sustainability, and justice. And you don't have to be a poet either. You can be a poet, um, a musician, a photographer, artist. And and um or a singer and what and and that and any of them can come on here too. That and is awesome. Get in touch and you, thank you. And um okay. And you can find Gary and I. You can find our books on um, Amazon dot com, and you can find um uh, our official website at um Gary and Noreen Snyder dot Wix dot com front slash poetry and you can find Gary on Facebook dot com reverbnation dot com and um poetry poem dot com and you can find me on um reverbnation dot com Facebook dot com and um poetry poem dot com and you can um find us on K O hyphen fi.com front slash um, Gary and Noreen and you can find um, our membership tiers and our books on there and you have a signed copy of our books and um, greeting cards and I'm also working on the um, 2024 calendar for this year for next year 
And um, okay. And then you can also find um, on the Poetry Club um, Saturday night show this Saturday, every Saturday at five o'clock p.m. and Eastern Standard Time. And I also have a show, have a chat with Poet Noreen, but. Unfortunately, um, um, Sandra won't be able to make it this month because her husband has cancer returned again. So she'll let me know when it will, when she can do it again. Which I mean, when she can do it. So I, I didn't have enough time to get somebody else. So it's going to resume back in, in October because September I'll be busy with a book launch with um, the hundred thousand poets. I'm going to be one. I was one of the contributors, and I will be there. And also for the hundred thousand poets for change. So um, so I won't have time to do it in September. So I'll be returning back in October. Very cool. And, okay, and also here too. Right here every Thursday. Of course, Thursday. here. That yes, goes without yes. saying. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Too funny. <laughs> All right, and make sure that you post those on my page. Okay, I will. Okay. You've been really good about putting those those uh, links up. And I can't always yes. be there live, but... Um, I can be. I I like the links being there, so I can, and everyone else on this too. But then when I get on, I can go to those links and okay. check everything out. So appreciate you so much, sweetheart, doing that. Okay. Keep it up. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank Thank you, and you're very welcome. Okay. All right, sweetie. So we will talk to you next week. Next week. Yes, I'll be here next week. Okay. Okay. Appreciate you. Thank you. Send me the picture of the horse. I want to see a picture of your new friend. Okay. I sure will. Okay. And we appreciate you too, Nyla. And thank oh, you for I this. I appreciate you. you. Okay. You're very welcome. Thank okay. you for thank being a you. sponsor of this venue. Okay. Okay. Oh, thank you. I mean, oh, you're very welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, honey. We'll okay. talk to you next week. Okay. Talk to you next week. Okay, so I am going to bring Mr. Soldier Blue back on and see if he has something else he would like to read. Our lines are still down, so there's that. Um, Looks like maybe I'll get a chance to play that track for you that I wanted, except for I just closed the page. That wasn't good. Okay. I'm kind of stalling, so I can give him time to jump back on. All right, Mr. Soldier Blue, have something ready. I'm bringing you back on. I'm moving the cursor over. I'm getting closer. I'm going to push the button. Bam. Hey, what's up, baby girl? Eight, three, two, you're back on the air. Yes, I is. Um, yeah. Uh, so did you find something else to share? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I got, I got it. It's uh, titled. Yep, titled trials and differences of opinion. Bone wars, skull wars. Titles trials and differences of opinion. The open rolls of my silent sisters. Death, dead, and longing, silent graves. 
shine in the moonlight. Too many children have died through their memories. Still cast a star-ripped divinity upon the night sky. Spawned it. Shattered nights screaming, singing blood. Loving. Sounds of elemental choking. Children, childlike ceremonies, they dance sacred circles around our missing, murdered, indigenous red earth and sisters. Then children's voices echoing deep shades of image shadow suffering. The ones they endured even so, it is they who have chosen to console these silent descendants, these sisters in their hour of pain. Deconstruction of a life Pulling things apart, destruction accomplished with a knife, the blade sharp as river ice, great lakes, slave trade, human trafficking, titles mean nothing. The acts of trauma and misery are still the same. Trials are a puppet show. Justice is a difference of opinion. Kill the Indian, no matter. It is still the same. Same plan. The boarding school, school children are still dead. Communal graves, unmarked graves, graves with the headstones yanked out. Ten thousand recently discovered remains and counting. Our silent sisters are still dying, disappearing lives unresolved. Gender genocide, no relief. Forest passage from gateway dreams, what? Deep as water, wolfing, schoolgirl, M-M-I-W. Missing, murdered indigenous women, death and slavery as old as the age of discovery. Mm. Columbus involved, ain't he a peach? Solvency originators, the original alternative energy source. Us working for them. All those menial, dirty jobs of manual labor, caustic backbreaking, slavery, servitude, indentured titles mean nothing. It is older than the discovery of the America's alternative. I wonder how many see the native in that. Female sovereigns, the absolute value of future generations lost. The stain of violence and repeatable acts of degradation. Silent sisters, red earth misery. Your countenance clothed in a red dress. Cosmetic conscience applied to your face. A red paint handprint, indelible, deliberate, a rage, symbol, givagon, cheek to cheek, we keep ourselves, our spirits in unity, torn from the headlines, except there were no headlines to tear, only familial tears, so it was soft news. No case, no court. Ah, kangaroo, 
popping. So it was just another ending. So it was no one worth investigating. Death disappearances. After the fact, discoveries. Sun breaks through, blinding. No time to adjust before it was gone again. Dodging, like a fire, flaring, fading. The sparks crushed by the hours of darkness. Breathy airstrokes, stale by daybreak. Gasoline, oxygen, all but driven out of starved lungs. Sun paints the horizontal land's end. The edge, red as paint. By daybreak, they'll be gone. Silent sisters on the far side of moving stars. Constellations quicken one last glance as events move and limbs stiffen. Migaki, we wait for them. The herald announcement. The remnant children of boarding schools, future generations unborn, they lift their sisters, our relatives, out of sodden, shattered flesh. Spawn. Each one as beautiful as before she was unmade, stripped of everything, day by day, pure gold from within, the flame of the living foyer, how they dance, how they move, just out of sight. Just out of reach, jeweled forest, oaken glens, sapphire pools of first medicine, me which rainwaters, sweet and cool, skies lost with eternity, the sweep and foam of the deep blue sea, Sandy sills, earthen loam, we sing of our relations with the early mornings of sacred smoke. Dragoshos. We fan the air of their existence, each telling phrase of who they are to us. We remember their laughter, the jokes always ready on the edges of their mouths. We remember the stories about them, the stories told about them, their lives, their times before. Again and again, we sing to them. We sing to them. Now laid on shelves. Now stuffed in boxes. Now laid to rest. Low and restless in graves and holes. Cut banks caved over them wherever it shall be that we find them. The children, our silent sisters, wherever they are part of our legacy, we are the ghost road born walking ever on. 
our way to home place. Let's see. Titles, trials, differences of opinion. They know they mean nothing. We know what we know. Now we understand a little more. We are red earth. Got a bunch of this stuff on YouTube, right? Oh, I've got this. It's up there. You know how many of your files I have on the show? <laughs> you know how many oh, audio files I have in our, our library? I'd imagine quite a few. Zero. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Well, I tried to give you, you have some all one time, these but you audio said audio recordings. And I have zero. But you, said they were, but you said they were in the wrong format, so I haven't been able to I don't know what format you need on the uh to to be able to be able to play it. You have no idea how hard I worked to get that done. Send me your YouTube link in a message so I have it handy, and I'll see if I can okay. pirate them. Okay. okay. All right. Tell everyone how to find you, baby. All right. You can find me on uh, Facebook. It's Rafe Wild at Facebook.com. Underneath it says Soldier Blue in parentheses. You can find my pod work on my podcast. is called Red Earth One. And if you keep the word separated, it will get you there quicker. You can also find me under Soldier Blue Blue on Reverb Nation. And all those, um, all those places there. Got my work on there. In one form or another. Perfect. All right. Don't forget to send me that link. No, I will. Are you going to be, you gonna be around tomorrow if I can get away long enough to call? Oh, yeah. I mean, I Are got, you? I mean, yeah, I can, I can do that. Okay, if I can get away, I'll give you a call tomorrow, right? Okay. All right. All right, hon. Appreciate you. Thank you. Good. All right. Okay, appreciate you. Love you so dearly, my brother. My soldier blue. Mine. Brother of my heart. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my last dance of the night. Closing out the show with me, we have area code 506. 506, you're on the air. Hi. How are you? It's, it's uh, Lady A, Andrea. Guess what? What? We played a piece of yours to start the show with today. Did you know that? No. Did you? Yeah. Wow. Well, we did. And it was Great. amazing. It was the one wow. that Clarence put the music to for you? Oh, yes, yes. How nice. Thank you. Thanks, Clarence, and thank you so much for playing that. It was amazing. I don't know. I've got some new wings I'm I glad you share. called in. Do you? Yeah. Yes, I do. I, I'm, I haven't... I, I have... Um, I have been hibernating. I've been hiding a little bit for... A while now. We all so need to do that doing, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, I'm happy to know that you uh, started the show with one of my pieces. That's quite an honor. Thank you so much. The pleasure was ours, trust me. And it's awesome because you started the show and now you get to close it for us. Isn't that something? It must be meant to be. (laughs) What do you have for us, son? Uh, it's not very long, um, and it's called uh, um, Pearls, Iron, Brass, and Teak. Turrets pierce the clouds, masoned stones wrapped round. Stained glass windows of many hues, sun's light lets colors through. Portals of wrought iron, teak, and brass, entry to this castle grand. The house of doors clank and clink and carry secrets of ghosts within. Upon windowsills sit all the little bird hearts, their songs to me impart. Serenade the broken ones like me who know the bee sting of loss. My promise, if I survive you, is to keep our love alive in my poetry. Each word a pearl, each phrase a necklace of memories. This other Eden, your home on high, is where you wait for me. Our castle turrets pierce clouds. We've waited long and dreamed out loud. The worn with sorrow drops to the ground. Doors of forever open. We are face to face. Grief becomes joy as we embrace. Wow. That was... How long ago did you write that one? Um, August the 18th. That was phenomenal, hon. Thank you. So, should I... Should I ask what you were going through when you wrote that? Oh, my goodness. The memories that I have, um, the loss that I had is real. It's been a very long time. Mm -hmm. But as I put in that um, uh, one line in the second verse, if I survive you, it is to keep our love alive in my poetry. And I... Any piece that I write like this is always about him. And um, so, can I ahead. give you a title? Sure. I'm writing it down as I, so I get it right, so I say it right. So I want to because you, if I survive you, you'll keep him alive in poetry and that's something that I actually talked to Noreen about you know when she writes about Gary but you know I want you to write a poem to him called I Will Love You Immortal okay which which means the things that you put down in paper the things that you put down in paper and all of that. 
Say it again, what the title is going to be. It says, Immortality. I will love you immortal. And I want you to write it on my love poem. Okay. Love the title, too. And I want it to be a joyous poem about all the reasons and all the things about you guys together and your time and all the fingerprints he left on you that makes him worth being loved immortal, makes him worthy of that depth of a love. I would like to hear that poem. Wow. Love how you said that. Fingerprints left on me. Mhm. I mean, there's pieces of... We're all different. It doesn't matter what our relationship, we're always someone else with someone else. You know, I don't behave the same way with one sister that I behave with my other sister. Each of them know a part of me that the other one has no clue exists. So there is this person that you know in him that the rest of the world has no clue. They don't know him because they've never received from him what you received from him. And so love him immortal. And tell us why he is that to you. Okay. And, and actually, not, t- not tell us, not tell us. Forget that we even exist. Tell him. I want you to have a conversation yeah. with him. But it has to be joyous. Yeah. You know, I know it sounds like that was a sad poem, but for me it it's not. It's, no. Like it's a memory. It's something that I look forward to because I know that he's waiting. I know that I believe that he's waiting and I know that we'll be, our spirits will be reunited. And yes, I can write that poem and I can direct it to him entirely for sure. And you know, you brought up a really good point. You know, you think that's a sad poem, but anyone who has had a great loss like that knows, I know, that there is a lot of beauty and sorrow. Yes, you know, yes, I yes. Going through my stuff and my doctor said, oh, well, you, you got depression. You should like go on antidepressants and stuff like that. And I said, I'm not depressed. I'm sad. You know, yes. I just lost six people to me in the span, you know, my family members, you know, in a span of four months. Of course I'm oh my sad. God. Of course I'm depressed. You know, so don't, you know, I don't need a pill to fix that. A pill isn't going to bring him back. I don't need a pill because I'm depressed. Just let me be sad. You know, let me enjoy this sorrow. You know, I always say if you're, and I don't remember, I don't know if I wrote this or if it's an actual saying because it was so long ago. I was in San Francisco when I had a boyfriend who died of leukemia um, in the medical school there in San Francisco. And I was down there um, when all that was going on. And it was like, you know, if you're going to cry, make it worth the salt. Let's see. If you're, going to, if you're going to love, make it worth the salt of your tears. You know, these people who go into relationships and say, well, I've been hurt before and I've got walls. And, you know, that's not his fault, you know, or that's not her fault. She's not yeah. them. You know, and if you're going to love somebody, you jump in head first, 
into that chance of heartache and you love wholeheartedly 110%? Because if you're only doing like, a, you know, our relationship's 50-50, no. If relationship's no. 50-50, then they should let you go because people are worth more than 50%. You jump in 110%. And you know what? There's a chance it's going to ouch. There's a chance it's going to hurt. But... If it does, then you love hard enough that it's worth the taste of the salt, worth the salt in your tears. You know, and and that's how you loved him. I can tell that. You know, so there's, you know, it's like when you remember something beautiful and it makes you cry, there's there's a beauty and a joy and intimacy in those tears. There's an intimacy in that sorrow. Unless you've lost somebody you love, no one else can understand. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love I love what you're sharing, and I and uh, and it's nice to know that somebody can relate to that kind of love and intimacy and commitment. You know, this was a really just let me uh, let me be I, sad I, for a little while. I need to be sad for a little while. He was worth being sad over. You know, you don't yeah. fix that. It's just very, give me what? this. It's I'm, my time. I'm I'm not. Um, how can I put this? It's been a long time, and it's been since um, 1993. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's how many years? 30 years? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be 30 years this coming January. But my feelings have not changed. I don't wallow in it. I don't. I haven't put my life on hold. Um, I've moved forward. I have another relationship. Uh, so I haven't been just sitting there pining all these years. I feel like I celebrate him in my poetry and that love, that depth of the love that we had. It was spectacular. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think everybody has that opportunity or has, has had that opportunity to have that kind of love. Wow. Are you there? Beautiful, huh? Yeah, I am. Yeah, so it's really, um, I think, a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's sad because I'm, I refer to him being dead or have, dying or um, and that sort of thing, but I still feel, yes, it's melancholy and it's sad, but I think there's such... Like you said, too, there's such beauty to it, you know? You talk mm-hmm. about a touch, I can still feel it. I can still feel his hand on my back. I can feel his lips on mine. I can feel what it felt like to be held by him, you know? Yeah, I do know. And well, I'm, I'm very excited for you to write that piece. Yeah. Huh? I'm very sorry for the losses that you've had, and so many of them. It, it was a crazy period. It, I mean, it was, it was just like, dang, you know? <laughs> but I didn't need a pill to fix it. No. I just, needed to, I just needed to be sad for a while. Yeah. And the journey, the grief journey is so individual. Nobody oh. does it the same way, and... And not everybody allows themselves to walk that journey. And by me saying that, I mean allow yourself to feel the pain. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people 
that under the carpet and don't even realize how it affects them in the long run by not talking about it, by not sharing your thoughts. Oh, I could talk forever on this topic, just even health-wise. <laughs> as a healthcare, uh, you know, I, I worked, my, I was a registered nurse and I worked, I'm now retired, but I worked in uh, palliative care and and to be able to share that intimate part of their lives at the end of their lives and this journey, like it's just, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. There's beauty to it, even though the people that are left behind are sad. There's such um, tremendous beauty and awe to transferring ourselves from this sorry earth <laughs> to some place where there's nothing but happiness mm-hmm. or so we believe or I believe you know so writing for me is it may come out sad but there's there's always something beautiful there and something to talk about and the grief journey is uh, I don't know if you've ever done that topic before but that would be an interesting topic to have people share their stories yeah it would I've not done that because I, nor- I normally don't do topics yeah. um, or themes on shows, but it would be a really cool special to do. And I think some people get stuck. They get stuck in their grief. There's work to be done, you know. Time doesn't heal. You have to do work in that time to heal yourself. And, and, and the bottom line is no matter what kind of grief that you've been through, how many people you've lost and how much you love them. Uh, in the end, when you know, is uh, acceptance and not accepting that, well, accepting that they're gone and they're not coming back. But the big thing is to accept your life is different. Your life has changed now forever. Mm-hmm. The acceptance of that is the completion of the grief journey. Exactly. Wow, eh? We got deep. <laughs> All right, baby girl, tell everyone how to find you, honey. I'm on Facebook, Andrea Wheaton. And um, some, on Wednesday nights, I'm sometimes co-hosting um, a program on, on um, Epiphany Radio. And um, let me just see if I can tap into this here. Um, it's a show um, of women and it's called Divas Talk on uh, Blog Talk Radio and uh, on Wednesday nights, uh, 9 o'clock Eastern. And I'm a part of a four-piece band there, so it's quite nice. And there are different topics. And there's poetry, but we get to discuss things too, so it's fun. Very cool. When that gets ready to start up, if you would like, um, please throw a uh, link for that on my page. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the next the next show that comes up, I'll put that the latest link up. That would be absolutely perfect. That way, it's easy for people. Think people like things easy. They don't want to have to work for yes. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. So good to hear your voice and. Uh, uh, someday we may chat a little further, not so much on the radio, but um, 
you know, I think life provides uh, great fodder for writing, doesn't it? It does, indeed. <laughs> yes, it well, does. Thanks for being you, and thanks for always being there, and uh, everybody that knows you loves you. Well, that's an exaggeration, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I what a beautiful pretty... thought that is. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right we'll, we'll talk to you. I'm going to work soon. on that poem, and I'll have it. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to give you a, a tentative date of next Thursday. Mm, I don't want you to do that. I want no? you to take your time with this. Nope. I want you to take your. Okay. There's no time limit on it. You can come back and read it okay. in a year, two years. I want you to take your time on it. This isn't a okay. this isn't a project for you. This has to. This is your love child. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Uh, thanks for the uh, the muse. Thanks for the idea. <laughs> You're welcome. Appreciate honey. it very much. All right, so Lady you have a. Good rest we of the will. Evening and um, we'll be you in too. touch soon. Thanks. You're welcome, hon. All right. We had one caller sneak in at the last moment, 916. You are on the air. Hi, Nyla. It's Hatter. Hey, Hatter. How you doing, love? Just fine. You know who you were just talking to? That's the Queen of Canada. Who? That's the Queen the of Queen Canada. The Queen of Canada? Yeah. <laughs> Andrea? Yeah, Andrea. Yes. Lady A. I did not know that was the Queen of Candia, Canada. Candia. You guys are so sweet up there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. She's a good friend of mine. She's amazing. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. You get to close the show out with me now. You know, I brought two short ones. Real okay. quick ones. First one is called The Dunes of the Hourglass Sands. And it goes like this. Do not watch as the last torch fades or reach to the dark with empty hands. Do not walk amongst the devil's sage on the dunes of the hourglass sands. The hills that keep the mirrors of time count the tears you weep. The glass that shattered held the wine laid broken at your feet. The shadows march along the walls, salute with blood-stained hands, repeat the tales a dead man calls on the dunes of the hourglass sands. That's Damn, that was mic drop. <laughs> that was incredible. What's your next one, hon? The dreams of you and me. It goes like this. When the lights hide all their faces and the shadows are again set free, gathered in the empty spaces are the dreams of you and me. When the echoes grow old and tired and the stories go untold, one will be admired, the other to behold. When the whispers came... <clears throat> When the whispers came to, I'm sorry, when the whispers came to remember and my face just a memory, I found the tracks upon your cheek and the tear you left for me. Input. Wow. Wow. That one was, Thanks. that one got me right in the feelers. <laughs> the feelers. In the feelers, right in the feelers. You did a fantastic job on both of us. I'm glad you got on, like right under the wire, but I'm glad you were able to make it on. This was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I told you I would. (laughs) Sorry, I was late. uh, Yeah, I appreciate you letting me read. And are you going to be on next week? So you give me an inch, I'll Uh, take a mile. 
I'm going to be I'm going to be on the air tomorrow night at uh, Blog Talk Radio with uh, Team of Voices for the Man Cave. Saturday night with the uh, AP Taylor and Deborah Lee, my my partners for Saturday uh, Saturday Saturday. Uh, at uh, I think that one is uh, eight Pacific, so eleven uh, ten or eleven uh, Eastern. Saturday, I love it. That's so <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> Yeah. All right, baby. Again, yeah. post those links on my page when the shows come on. We've got 5,000 okay. people in my writer's network on the speakeasy. You know, kind of think of my page as like the bulletin board for the coffee shop. You know, you got something going on, get it up, post it on my page so that everybody within our network, this part of your family, will know what you're doing across the street. Cool. Thank you. You're very welcome. And we'll talk to you soon. Great job tonight, honey. Okay, thank you so much, Nina. All right, you're welcome. Good night. All right, you guys, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe. Let me double check this real quick. Um, All right, so fantastic job, you guys. Appreciate you. You're amazing. Amazing, amazing show tonight. Great pieces read. Thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for the fellowship, for the inspiration, for being so inspiring, and for letting me do my little bit to maybe help inspire you. Have fun with your homework. Again, if you missed it at the beginning of the show, just come back, and as soon as the show's archived into our podcast, you can listen to it. And our podcast is, since the podcast is in our archives, you can come back and listen to it. And this is the first 15 minutes. You'll be able to pick up the prompts and stuff from this week. All right. I've got a piece to close the show with, and it is by Michael Todd, who was not on with us tonight. And now I can't find it. Where is it? Um, Mr. Michael Todd, where is the piece? My studio is behaving badly. I'm sorry. Um, let's do. I don't know where the piece went. Well, let's just do this one because we haven't heard this piece in a while. The piece that I'm going to close with is by Michael Quigg who if you guys do not know Michael, Michael was my original co-host on this show when we started 16 years ago. And we still have some of his stuff in the studio, so I like to play it now and again. appreciate him. There were so many times when, you know, it was rough in the first couple of years. I could tell you there was, like, you know, all kinds of stuff, poetry show wars, and people were insane, and it, it got nasty. And if it wasn't for Michael... You know, there were times when it was like, you know, this isn't worth it. You know, my people were messing with my kids because our show ratings were doing well. And, and um, but Michael held me together. He held the show together. He held the community together. And he was amazing. And I appreciate him. You know, and even though he's not hosting with me still, you know, he is absolutely a solid cornerstone of our community and always will be. So anyway, I love this piece. It was actually produced by Apollo, who is one of our first guests on the show ever. The piece is called Ceaseless, and here you go. I'm getting all nostalgic. Good night, everybody. It's another one.
I have no complaints. On my future, there is no constraint. But it's there, there, forever there. Lurking around each corner, hovering over my heart, waiting to envelop me and return me to its chains. The darkness does not go away. Hope's light may, but the darkness does not. Battles have been fought and won, demons have been slain, and ghosts have been exorcised. Why can my soul not rest? What test have I failed? Everyday woes in comparison paled as my hands, reaching, clutching, grasping, trying to stop my slide, but I can't stem the tide, and I am swallowed up, hollowed out, and crumpled on the floor, a spineless shell of the man I was before, my soul consumed by darkness. These demons still haunt me. These goddamn fears still taunt me. And I am gripped by sadness if for no other reason than because I draw breath. Breath. Darkness does not go away. Go away. Go away.